Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found on Level Down Games that's posted every Monday morning on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. I'm Brian, and over there under the mask is everyone's favorite lovable luchador, El Francaro. Hey guys. So, let's start the show off the same way we always do, and that's with a recap of what we've been playing over the past seven days. So, what do you got for us? Well, uh, I'm going to start off with my big heavy hitter here. Okay. I played Sonic Mania on both the uh, Switch and on the PS4. Yeah, I know. You bought it tw- That's funny. You bought it twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, the, the Switch, uh, we got the special edition, comes with the uh, the Sonic statue. It's really awesome. Uh, also, as I got a PS4, um, just for the convenience factor, I love playing everything on the PS4. Sure. Yeah, um, such a great game. I am so glad that this game got made. Uh, it's everything that i wanted from a sonic game so it's it, it's it's a mix of the old for right. sure right uh definitely in the old style as well uh there's there's new levels there's mm-hmm. new, um but, but still like it's it's not it's not taking it in a direction that's too far fetched so the, the, no, no new power-ups for the most part uh you, uh you play as either sonic and tails just tails by himself sonic by himself or, or knuckles by himself uh there's actually a pretty good story going on, which in classic Sonic fashion is just being told through visual scenes. There's no dialogue. There's no anything like that. I'm, I'm only about halfway through. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little less than halfway, but I've loved every second of it so far. And just in typical fashion, it's not an easy game. Sure. Uh, but it's super fun. Uh, they, they combined pretty much three of the bonus levels from the uh, the prior games uh-huh. in different fashions. One That's of them cool. is used for getting Chaos Emeralds. One of them is, get, is used for uh, power-ups. Another one is used for metals. There's a metal system, system in this game. If you get, if you, if you collect, uh, I believe, 32 metals, uh-huh. uh, you you unlock uh, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, okay. which, is a, which is a great game for the game here. You also unlock the sound test, which is classic. that Everyone, everyone used to love that. Yeah. Um, if you get gold medals across the board, so a silver medal is done by playing the classic uh, collect the blue spheres game. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that's so. If you do that, if you go, you get a gold medal by getting them perfect style, so collecting all the coins as well. But you get thirty-two gold coins for uh, Xbox One and PC, which is, comes out eventually, and PS4. Yeah, owners. PC I think is actually the week this podcast goes up. It comes out. We, uh, week, we so. get an achievement for that uh, for Switch owners. You, you get, get the, nothing. You, you, you get to you get to have gold medals. You get a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love this game so much. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I'm playing the PS4 by myself, uh, but the Switch version I'm playing with a friend. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So I, I even I even volunteer. It's like I'll be Tails, so I'll I'll, I'll help it for the puzzling of getting you up to higher spots. Hey, Tails! Tails was great. I love Tails as a character. Um, yeah. No, I uh, I was gonna buy this on the Nintendo Switch when it came out. I like I said, I have so much other stuff that I'm doing right now. I just never had a chance to buy it. Uh, at this point, I think I am gonna wait for the uh, the PC release. Um, I've been playing, like I've mentioned in the past, I've been playing a lot more games on PC lately, just because I'm already down here and it's a lot easier, it's more convenient, especially when capturing footage and streaming to Twitch. So I'm probably just gonna pick this up for PC when it comes out. Maybe not right away, but I will probably pick it up on PC at some point. Um, just like I've been picking up a lot of things on PC lately. So uh, I am excited to jump into this, though. I, and I, and I want to support the game. I want to support the series so that the 2D Sonic games continue to happen because without our support, without fan support, without the consumer support, 2D Sonic is not going to continue. So yeah. this is the yeah. last chance. 
another big game I'm playing, and I would like to personally thank uh, Atlas for sending me the code. I'm going to be doing this for a review soon. Um, Rock of Ages 2. Uh, it actually releases... Today. Uh, is it soon? Uh, is it not? Is it today? Or is it the day this podcast? Is it, no, it's actually, not, is... no, no, no. It's not today. Uh, let me look. This comes out... Uh, comes out tomorrow. No, it is today. It is today. Okay. Yeah, so, so it released, so, yeah, it released, it released today. today. It's so, okay. So, 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 yeah. Um, it's out as you hear this. My bad. So, uh, for, for people, for, so, okay. So, Rock, Rock of Ages 2, it, it's, um, part tower defense, uh, kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are building fortifications. The, the, the main, and, uh, there's also, it's also, the, the best way to describe it is you, 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 you are protecting your castle from a rolling boulder, which is coming your way to, to destroy you. So you, uh, you're putting out all kinds of weird things. Uh, there's like sticky cows that stick to your boulder, almost like Katamari Damacy style. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, uh, you could get turrets and springboards and traps and windmills pushing things out of the way. And then the other part of it is actually controlling your boulder, which you control the entire way going downhill. Right. And you're trying to pick up speed because you want to ram right into the, the gate of your your enemy yeah um and uh, i destroy them and then destroy you know, their, their keep uh but the art style in this game is absolutely amazing it's all inspired by classic myth mm-hmm. and classic uh art so uh you know you, you start off as atlas which is which just makes sense uh holding up the heavens and of then the course. big boulder of course um, you would you could you face against there's the likes of Michelangelo. Uh, there's the um, the Da Vinci's in the game. Uh, classic books like Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, myself, I play as King Richard the Lionhearted. Nice, uh, nice. Adam and Eve are in the are in the <laughs> game. Uh, I know we it, wa- we watched a trailer on a previous episode of Game Oracles, and yes, the game so, is so freaking quirky. It's so weird. But oh, it yes. works. It works. These these cut these cutscenes are just they're beautiful. They're amazing. You don't want to skip them. The bo- the boss battles. I've done. I'm 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 a fair decent way through this game. Yeah. Uh, just just about enough for me to write the review. I hopefully I'll have it up uh, soon. Yeah. Um. But oh my god, it's it, it's so beautiful. The art is amazing. The cutscenes are are great, and it's super fun to play. I bet. Uh, like I said, I, 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 I'll be quite frank here the first the, the, the my first playthrough i completely whiffed it I I, I I i was not good my boulder was flying off the level this way and that i've gotten so better there's, so there's I, a learning curve oh there's a, there's a learning curve you yeah. know, you're, you're gonna learn how to, how to control it uh but it's so much fun once once i got the hang of it and i'm avoiding and i'm knocking things down and i'm destroying uh the sound effects in this game I, I, I'm laughing like a little kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just loving it. That's good. I I haven't found a bad thing to say about this game. Uh, I, I recommend it highly. Uh, it's a tower defense is never my favorite kind sure. of thing. Sure. So, but 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 I went into it fresh. I'm like, you know what? I like the art style. Let's see how it plays. I enjoy the tower. I actually enjoy the tower defense right. mechanism built into this game. And, and you're familiar uh, with the series. You did play. I am. I, I, I played, I played the original. Pages. Yeah. Um, but as I. I was like, let's see, let's see what they did. They, they improved on so many things. There's yes. Lots of different power-ups, uh, different different methods, different ways to defend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could play this online against others. You could play it cooperatively local. Mm-hmm. Uh, two people local can even go online uh, and, cool. and play, play as a team. That's cool. That's really I cool. Up, I, I leave up to four can do that. Um, 
even if you're all locally in the same room, yeah, you can, you can, all, you can actually you can actually play the campaign together as well. Oh, that's that's really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, so a friend a friend and I we, we played uh, so. One of us, you know, you, you can both attack at the same time if you want. Mm. I was like, why don't you defend? I'll roll. You know, you know, so, real, re- really, really fun. Very cool. Uh, very, very in the vein of like Monty Python kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, things, yeah. and yeah. Uh, very silly. Uh, the, the 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 first couple seconds of the game makes a reference to Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Nice. Uh, just just in their opening cinematic. Nice. Uh, I highly recommend this to anybody who who, uh, who likes these kind of games. Yeah. Or just want or just wants to try something quirky and fun. Right. Something different. Um, and it's only fifteen bucks. So it's only fifteen it. bucks. Uh, like I said, I've enjoyed every second of it so far. Um, other than that, I've been I, I've, I'm still keeping with the uh, Yakuza Koami. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, I I love just kicking the hell out of people. <laughs> just it's knocking up so down. fun, so fun. It, it really is. Like I said, uh, we we said it before on press press level. Uh, Story wise, I had to build. I had to build. I get yeah, that. It was it's the original slow. Yakuza. So, but now 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 that it's open, it's a little more open to me, and I'm actually able to do stuff. I had my first major major boss battle, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed. Oh, oh my god! I, and I it's, it's him. tough, isn't it? Like, oh my god i he will dodge he doesn't dodge but he blocks most of your stuff he can recharge his health it's crazy like, i he, he had me down i used every single power up i had every, every bit of health i could find yeah uh, i i had it's to go a on challenging the ru- game i had to go on rush style and like punch and run just to <laughs> give, just, just to give myself a a fighting chance and yeah. i pulled it off with just just the slightest little sliver yeah it's a challenging uh, game even on even on normal it's, it's a very challenging game so yeah yeah, but uh, I can't wait to finish this game out. Uh, so I'm playing. I'm playing so many things at once, but mm. I, I keep coming back to this one. I also just finished my next chapter of uh, Life is Strange. So. Yep, you got three to go. And I, you got three have... to, I got three to go, and I have what, a week and a half. Not even like five days. <laughs> okay, so I'll pro- I get, know. I, get I'll, cracking. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Get cracking. <laughs> okay, I, I, that's all I've been playing. Uh, but boy, have I had some fun with the games I have been playing so far. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll piggyback off your Yakuza Kiwami. That That's the first thing I was going to mention for what I've been playing this week. Uh, I think I'm on Chapter 7 now, so I'm a bit further ahead than you are. Uh, game's pretty much pretty well open at this point. Um, just so much to do, so much to explore, so much to, you know, just to see and, and to experience. Yakuza Kiwami is a fantastic game. Um, I... Obviously, by the time you're hearing this, my review should be up on levelbondgames.com. My review should be up on YouTube. It's already written. I literally just have to produce it now, the video portion of it. I, I wrote it the other day. Um, I have the footage. I literally just need to sit down and do it. But I've just been trying to get through so many of those other games that I'm trying to crunch for to get done. There's mm-hmm. one that I'm trying to actually get done for Embargo, which is coming up on, on you know this week. So I want to get it done. I want to, um, to have a review up for that one and as soon as I can. Um, but Yakuza Kiwami, the embargo was last week. I obviously did not hit that. I, I said in last week's episode of Max Level, I was hoping to have it up the day the show went up. Didn't happen. And I also didn't find the time to actually write the review till I think it was Friday I wrote the review. So um, it's a great game, though. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I don't think that I enjoyed it as much as I did with Kiwami, uh, with Zero, Yakuza Zero, the one that came out at the beginning of the year. Because that one's amazing. Yakuza Zero is so good. Um, I mean, yeah, lots of our fellow critics are even saying that's the best one in the series. Yeah, Yakuza so. series very Yakuza Zero is very very strong. Um, obviously, Yakuza Kiwami being a remake of the original Yakuza, it had to 
stay true to the experience that you got on the PlayStation 2. It had to stay true to that story. It's just a remake, so uh, with with some added stuff to it, obviously. But um, such a good game. Um, my next game I'm playing is still Ease 8. I'm, I'm making progress through that. Still can't say anything about it, though, so I'm going to have to skip right past it. But yeah. I have been playing a lot of it. Um, I will be able to fully talk about it soon. So um, I'm excited to to give you my thoughts and opinions on Ease 8. Um, the next game I was playing is 999. Have you heard of this? I have not. 999 is a – it's more or less – it's a visual novel. Um, so it's, what is it? Uh, the official name is nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. And like I said, this is a visual novel adventure game. It was developed by Chunsoft, released over here for, by, uh, Axis Games. Uh, it's the first game in the Zero Escape series. Maybe you're familiar with that name. I remember that, yes. Okay. So yeah, it's the first game in the Zero Escape series. The second one being Virtue's Last Reward and the final one being Zero Time Dilemma. Now, Jessica's played these games, spoke highly of them, said they're fantastic games. I never had a chance to play them. Um, I'm playing it on PC. I'm playing 99 on PC. And the reason I'm playing it is because Axis Games sent me a review code for um, the most recent one, um, Zero Time Dilemma. It's coming out. It came out last week on PlayStation 4. They sent me a review code for it. I appreciate it. So I wanted to at least... I'm obviously going to play the game for review. I always play any game that any developer sends level down games for review. I will play those games as soon as I can (laughs) and and get the review up in a timely manner. Hopefully, like I said, as quick as possible. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't happen as quickly. I hope and I wish that they could. Um, Elfer and Carol and I were – and Jessica helps as well with some reviews. um, But three people still not enough to cover every single game in the video industry. So we're stretched thin, especially me, because I do most 95% of them. So I'm stretched very thin, but uh, I do like to get every review done that we possibly can. So when they sent the code for zero time dilemma on PlayStation four, which it's already been out on PC, it's already been out on Vita for a couple, a while now, a couple months, at least, I think it came out earlier this year. I think it was in March. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, so it's finally hitting PS4. Um, the collection, which is 999 and Virtue's Last Reward, is also available on PS4 under a game called The Nonary Games. So you, the entire collection is now on PlayStation 4. Um, I am going to get to this soon. I'm near the end of 999. It's not that long. I've already... There's six endings, and really, to understand what's going on in this game... Uh, much like Until Dawn, you, you kind of want to get every single ending that you possibly can just to get the full concept of the story, fully understand these characters. So I've already seen a few of the endings. I'm, I'm working on going through it a few more times to see the other endings. Um, it's cool because it has a, a select portion, so you can actually go into the menu and select a point to jump around, and you can start from wherever in the story. Okay. So getting the endings isn't as long as it seems. Um, and I believe that the other games work similar in a similar fashion to that. Um, it's a fantastic game. Um, one of the best, uh, like, like I said, I, I, I skipped over, I glossed over the series. I don't know why I see now why so many people speak so highly of it. It's great. So I'm hoping to get through 999 here in the next few days. And then I can immediately jump into, uh, virtue's last reward so that I can start on, um, zero time dilemma and get the review up because I, I want to get it done and I want to see how this game ends or the series ends. So I'm super excited. Um, the next game I played uncharted, the lost legacy. I got, uh, you know, I, I picked it up the day it came out. Um, didn't start it right away. I, I thought I was going to start it on Tuesday. I did not. Uh, I didn't start it until um, I started it on Friday, and I didn't put it down until I finished it. 
I put it down nice. once. Um, I'm not, I, I lied. I put it down once because I went to sleep. But um, <laughs> I started playing it Friday evening and I played it for three and a half, close to four hours. Um, picked it back up Saturday and finished it. No, Friday. My days get so mixed up. I'm sorry. I started it Thursday evening, finished it Friday. So uh, my, my days all run together now that I work from home and everything uh, everything just kind of blends <laughs> together. I don't go anywhere. So <laughs> I started living the life, folks. Living the life. <laughs> I started it Thursday evening, finished it Friday afternoon. Um, such a great game. Uh, I have not written the text review for this one yet, so I don't have it up on for review on MobileDongGames.com. It's not on our YouTube channel yet. I have the footage. I'm, I have it. I have it primed and ready to go. I just need to write the review, record the audio. I'm hoping to get this one up in the next couple days as well. Um, it's a f- freaking fantastic game. Another solid Uncharted series. Another. I'm sorry. Another Uncharted game. Um, if I had to rate the Uncharted franchise from like my favorite to my least favorite, I think I would start with four as being my favorite, followed by now, followed by the Lost Legacy, and then two, and then probably three, and then one. So um, it's it's still a stellar series. Uh, Chloe Frazier, the lead character of The Lost Legacy, she was, like I said, she played a part in Uncharted 1. She played a, part, a huge part in Uncharted 2. Um, was seen in Uncharted 3, but not seen at all in Uncharted 4. She's the main, the lead protagonist of The Lost Legacy with Nadine Ross, who was one of the villains from Uncharted 4. So it's kind of cool. Um, she is the Laura Croft we deserve in 2017. Chloe Frazier. Um, and, I, and I do think that she will be as synonymous as Laura Croft in the future. I think that Naughty Dog, by releasing the standalone DLC for Uncharted 4, The Lost Legacy, they have now established a character that can continue the series forward without Nathan Drake. So Uncharted could literally be, be about Chloe Frazier going forward and Nadine Ross. Um, I'm not going to spoil the game. I'm not going to spoil what happens in it. I know you're still going to play it. I know you want to play it. I was, I was, I was like, like, please don't, because I, yeah, you know, no. I haven't even started. No, you haven't even started it. four, so I, oh, I'm not no. going to spoil what happens. But um, they're, like I said, what they did with this game, stellar, awesome cameos. Uh, it still has all the set pieces that we come to know and love from Uncharted, all the you know the the cool pieces that happen, you know, the explosions, the, the escape scenes. Um, everything's there. They nailed the mechanics of Uncharted so well. Um, And like I said, it took me about six and a half hours to complete the game. Um, But that was literally running, not running, but like progressing from one story point to the next. Like I didn't really, there's, there's a section, like I, like I told you when we were talking on the phone the other day, there's a section in the game. uh, It's chapter four. That's completely wide open. Um, You get to this part. uh, It's very much like the Madagascar level on Uncharted four, which you'll come, you'll see when you get there. Um, you're driving this four by four around and you can go wherever you want. I mean, it's a huge open land and you're, you're tasked with going to these three temples to do something there in order to progress the story. Uh, whichever temple you choose to visit first is up to you. It's, it's open. So you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want. There's little encampments that you can explore while you're, you know, driving around. I didn't do that. I did not explore anything additional except the three things that I had to do. And like I said, this area is huge. I probably could have spent four or five additional hours just looking around this area and doing things alone. So a completionist that does everything could probably get 12 hours out of this game, if not a little bit more. Um, Because there's like, 
so to find all the treasures and to find all the secrets, you have to visit these like 12 additional shrines in this area. I didn't, I didn't do a single one. So, uh, and it sucks. I want to go back and do it eventually, but I wanted to play the game quickly to get, you know, the footage for the review so that I can start writing it. Uh, I will do another playthrough of this game. I will complete the game hundred percent. I usually always do for Uncharted. So I'm excited to go back to this one eventually. I'll give it a little bit of a break. So I forget what happens, uh, at least for the most part. Um, but yeah, dude, it's it's a great game, and I hope that Naughty Dog does well with this. I hope that, like I said, I hope that this is something that they can continue to explore for Uncharted in the future because they have now established other uh, main characters besides just Nathan Drake. So there there is room for more treasure hunters than just Drake, obviously. Hey, and I like look I, forward to and it. And like I said, I think <laughs> Chloe Chloe is a better Laura Croft than Laura Croft herself. So super super fun game. Um, the next game I want to talk about is Madden NFL 18. Uh, I started playing it. just came out on Friday, the 25th of August. I started playing it. I am not very far into it. Um, so how is that so far? It's because uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I will eventually. It's the first Madden on the uh, the Frostbite engine. So it's you know they're they're using the new engine. They're, they're using the one that FIFA's been using for a few years now. It looks so gorgeous. It's a very beautiful game. Uh, graphics are top notch. Um, I've only played two games so far. I played the initial game that the game always puts you in when you first start out the first time. They always say, you know, okay, you're, you're basically recreating the Super Bowl. So I played the Falcons against the Patriots. I was the Falcons. I won that game 26 to, seven, uh, 26 to 17, I think it was, the final score. Um, very fun and challenging game. I like what they did with it. So when you start it up, obviously you select your favorite team. I selected the Browns. Uh, even though people are boycotting them right now, I'm still a Browns supporter, so... I, I like the Cleveland Browns. Um, hopefully they do well this year. <laughs> hey, uh, let's have a bet going. Who, which which one of our teams does better? I, I'm a Jet fan. I know. So, so the, 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 there's a chance for them both to go 0-16. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Um, we, don't, we know suffering. <laughs> but um, after you select your favorite team, you can actually select the play style you want, which I thought was cool. So you can select from arcade um, – arcade simulation and competitive so arcade it says like it's over the top big plays big lots of scoring flashy moves kind of like made me think like if you select this maybe the game plays more like nba or nfl blitz than it does NFL 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 say, uh, so love that game. <laughs> i don't know if that's how it plays i'm probably i'm gonna check it out and see what it's like um or it might just mean the game plays faster you know you, you're able to score more whatever penalties called less something i don't know uh simulation is what i chose though simulation is what i usually play madden for i like the authentic nfl feeling uh, i like feeling like i'm actually there on the football field like i'm there as, as an actual player I like the simulation. I like penalties to be called as they happen. I like injuries to happen as often as they happen. So I like the full experience. Competitive said it was designed for like um, tournament play. Uh, you know, com- you know, obviously competitive ranked multiplayer. So I didn't. I, I had no interest in selecting that one yeah. and checking it out. Um, I want to start a franchise, but I'm really interested in checking out the um, the long shot. I think long shot. I think that's what it's called. The story mode. Yeah. The first time Madden's ever had a story mode. So I want to see what this is about. Um, I'll probably check that out maybe later tonight, um, as the night as we record this. Maybe I'll check it out tonight. Um, obviously, the Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fight is tonight, the night that we record this. So I'll be watching that too, uh, and then as you will be as well. So oh, I will. Let's. I'm hoping to see money get knocked out. I, I'm pulling for Conor McGregor. Uh, we we record these. Um, we usually record these later on on Saturdays. We're actually recording it a little bit earlier on Saturday because of the fight. Because we're both yes. going to we're both going to watch it. So uh, I'm excited. 
But um, when I get home, I might check out the the long shot mode in Madden, go through the career mode, and then I want to start a franchise. I always I always start a brand new franchise. I always take the Browns and I try to turn them into a better team than what they actually are. So we'll see. So you don't have to do much, so you don't have to do much work, then, huh? No. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Madden Madden's a great game. Obviously, it usually always is. They're just improving on on something that just works every single year. Uh, the last thing I played this week uh, was the demo for Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony. Um, they released it on the PlayStation Network um, on Friday of last week. So if you haven't downloaded it yet and you're interested in the Danganronpa franchise, check it out. Um, it's quick. I think it took me maybe an hour and a half, closer to two hours to get through it. It's Like I said, it's just a demo of what you can expect when the actual game comes out. I don't know if the actual portion that takes place in the demo is actually in the game because they make it seem like it's not. But then at the end, they make it seem like it is. So I don't know. Um, I did a complete recording of this, though. And if all goes according to plan, check out our YouTube channel. The entire playthrough of the demo should be up on our YouTube channel. I'm hoping to upload it. Um, as you're watching this, it should have been uploaded yesterday on Sunday. So uh, check it out. You can If you don't have a PS4 or and you're still interested in the demo, or if you just want to check out what I did and check out my playthrough, feel free to do so. Uh, it introduces you know, to all the characters you're going to see in Danganronpa V3 and a, a taste of some of the new mechanics in the game, plus, you know, a new look at the class trials. So I thought the demo was great. It was a good idea to put it out. Um, the first time the game, you know, the series is the mainline series is coming to PlayStation 4. Obviously, they did a collection of Danganronpa 1 and 2 for PlayStation 4 earlier this year. Then they did Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, which was the side story featuring uh, Makoto's sister. Um, they put that one out in June. So now... Um, coming to PC, PS Vita, and PlayStation 4 on the same day is Danganronpa V3. So I am a huge fan of this series. I can't wait to see how they tie this all together. It's one of those series that's just absolutely insane. Crazy how they, you know, how, how it all plays out. I think you like this game. I really do. Um, hey, if it's, up, if it's still up for a demo, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, check out the demo. It's still up. I, I try everything. Uh, it, it, is, it does have a lot of visual novel elements. So, I mean, it is a lot of walking around and just talking. So, I mean, it's not heavy on action, but the the story told in the game is super good. The class trials are really fun to play through. Uh, music is phenomenal. So, it's it, it's it, hit all, it hits all the right notes for me. Um, but that's all I've got for stuff I've been playing this week. I didn't even get a chance to get to some of the other stuff I wanted to play um, this, this past week. I didn't get a chance to play hellblade yet i still keep meaning to get to that oh boy are you gonna enjoy um that? i picked, I, I still have to finish it myself <laughs> i picked up observer did not get a oh, chance. Did you? yeah i did not get a chance to start that yet um i wanted to i wanted to talk about it this week because i know both you and i were really looking forward to I, playing I, that. I might i might get that so we can talk about it by next week yeah because i mean I, I definitely um um i want to to play that at the same time you do so and then i wanted to um there was something else I wanted to get to that I can't even remember. Um, I don't even know. But those are the ones that I, that I strictly remember. So um, let's go ahead and move forward. The weekly scoop this, this this episode of Max Level is gigantic. We have a lot of news coming out of Gamescom that, that happened these past couple days. So we have – normally we have like 10 or 11 items. We have 28 items on the list today for the weekly scoop. What are you doing to us, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> so strap in. This one's going to be a while. Um the first item that we want to discuss this week, uh, Jurassic World Evolution was announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. This is from Frontier, the studio behind Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, behind um, Planet Coaster. This is a basically a build-your-own Jurassic World game, and it looks amazing. 
oh boy, do I want to play this. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we did a watch through of the trailer for Game Oracles. A lot of the announcements we're going to talk about for the weekly scoop. Um, the trailers can be seen on tomorrow's episode of Game Oracles because we did that, that another jam-packed episode. I think it was 25 or 26 trailers 25, we watched for, for yeah. Game Oracles. So this is one of them. And if you want to check it out, feel free to and you can hear our thoughts and opinions on the trailer. But as, as we say now, it's launching sometime in 2018. I think it's summer 2018. Um, at, I just can't wait. I want to build my own Jurassic Park. I really do. I'm going to free the raptors on the masses. That's how that's how well Frank Carroll likes to play. <laughs> Running rampant throughout. Um, but no, um, just such a cool concept, and I can't believe it hasn't been done until now. Um, you think that this would be something that was done a while ago when these whole city building, park building games were popular. So, but they do seem to be coming back. Obviously, with City Skylines yeah. doing so well, with uh, Planet Coaster doing so well. So, and hey, and hey, you know what? I'm glad they took their time on this because it looks absolutely gorgeous. It does and the soundtrack by John Williams still intact? So, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I don't want to catch. I don't want to catch a copyright strike there. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, a very popular game right now on Steam. Uh, when it comes to Xbox One, it's actually going to be published by Microsoft. Oh wow! Uh, the Xbox One version is due out sometime later in 2017. This begs the question: Is it still coming to PlayStation Four? And it's a it's a question that. Um, uh, Blue Hole, the studio that does Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, it's it's a question that they've kind of been dodging, and I don't know why. So it was originally announced to be coming to both PlayStation Four and Xbox One when the PC version came out. Um, now that the game is, uh, it's still still considered just early access for PC. When it launches later this year on Xbox One, they're saying it's going to be published by Microsoft, and they're partnering with Microsoft to bring it to the Xbox One. This very much feels to me like what Square Enix did with Rise of the Tomb Raider in Xbox One. Yes. Um, I, so, we'll, so we'll see. We'll probably see it like six to eight months down the line. And I don't like that because it's a third-party game. I know. I, I, I don't like when when pub, when developers strike a publishing deal with a with a first party with a platform holder. Um, I, I get exclusive games. I get that Microsoft has you know first part, first party studios. I get that Sony has first party studios, and I and, and I like their different outings that they do from their first party games. I and I and I get that, but a third party studio, I, I never understand why they would go with one console over another because they're segmenting a whole user base, especially when you. And nothing against Microsoft and nothing against the Xbox One. It's doing very well. It's doing better than the 360 was at its time in its lifespan. But the PlayStation 4 is on fire. And it's outselling the Xbox One still. Um, so you're Four to one. Yeah. Four to one. Worldwide. Not In the U.S., it's more like – it's not even – I think it's like 1.5 to one. The U.S. is much but, closer. But you know, but, I, I want to I advocate for the devil here. Sure. I understand why. Okay. Like, Money. I, there's no there's, – there's no <laughs> – what exclusives does Xbox have? Nothing, and that's going to be a topic we're going to talk about next week on Max Level. Exactly. So you know what? So I kind of get it. I don't like it. I right. mean, I'm not going to pretend to like it whatsoever. Right. But I get it. Sure. I mean, and, and I get it too. Microsoft they, they, doing they need everything it. they can to try to have reasons to purchase an Xbox One, especially with the Xbox One X coming out in November. They need all the reasons they can get for people to want to spend their hard-earned money to get this console. They really should have cracked down on that, huh? Well, yeah. Except they they, they decided to delay it. So. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, 
But no, I, I, I understand it as well. I don't like it because, like I said, you're segmenting a whole user base that was going to buy your game. And Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is, is a phenomenon. I don't know if you've seen how well this game has been doing, but it has like over oh, yeah. eight million concurrent or eight million sales on Steam. I think it has the highest concurrent user base ever recorded on Steam for people playing this game. I still have not played it, and I want to play it. So I think this is a game you and I actually need to pick up and, and stream and play together. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, definitely would allow us to stream it on Twitch too, so you could just jump into Discord, still talk, and I, I think we need to do that at some point soon. I think it'd be fun to get in there and, and check this one out. Yeah, we should do that eventually. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I don't like it, but I get it. Um, I just kind of hope that uh, it still comes to PlayStation 4 because you'd be segmenting a huge audience if it ends up staying Xbox One exclusive. Next up, that, remember that game I talked about a few weeks ago called White Day, um, the the Korean horror yes, game. Yes, 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 yes. The I need to pick that up. I want to pick that up too before the next episode of Max Level so that I can try it out. I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, the sequel has been announced. White Day Two Swan Song has been announced for PlayStation Four. Um, this is a direct sequel to White Day: A Labyrinth Named School. It's launching sometime in 2018, and um, I think it has. PlayStation VR capabilities as well. Oh, that's the last thing I need in a Korean <laughs> horror game is, is, is VR. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's bad enough. I get scared enough. You want me to actually lose my shorts on this one? Right. Uh, <laughs> so they're saying it can be played without the headset, but it, it is compatible with PlayStation VR as well. Uh, surprisingly, though, there are no plans for a PC release. So, yeah. So the, you know, the, the first one, White Day, the one that just came out last week, came out for PC and PlayStation 4. Um, and I actually I planned on picking it up for PC, so that's really weird that they're not going to bring the second one to PC. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm super down with the series. I hope that the first one does well, so that you know the the second one. Obviously, they have a lot of faith because they announced the um, according to the story, they announced the second one two days before the first one came out. It came out on August 22nd, which was Tuesday. So they announced this um, Sunday night, Monday evening, or Monday morning. So hey, you know. Getting getting to hear the sequel announced before the the actual thing comes out, you know there's something to yeah, it. Yeah, so you know they must have you know they must have full confidence in this game. So I'm excited. Um, even though if I pick up the first one on PC, I'll I'll still pick this one up on PlayStation Four. I don't mind picking. I don't mind playing things on PS Four. So yeah, I'm down. I'm, I'm glad that the series is is. I'm glad there's a new survival horror game in the market. I love the resurgence of survival horror yeah. games just in general. Me too. Me too. I'm so I'm so, I'm so glad. Me too. <laughs> Um, next up, Monolith Soft is hiring for an ambitious new project different from its brand image. So this is the studio that's responsible for Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, they are hiring designers, programmers, planners, and management support with experience and action game development for an ambitious project different from the brand image of Monolith Soft. So they released some artwork of stuff that they had in mind. Very kind of like uh medieval feel to it um definitely maybe a little bit dark souls inspired um i'm down like i said if, if it ends up looking anything like the artwork that they released and, and go check this artwork out if you if you want to see what i'm talking about uh it looks amazing um i'm hoping that this works out really well a monolith soft one of hey, the if they want one they want to try something. They want to try something different. I'm all for it because they're, yeah. they're, they're one of the better developers out there. Yeah, and one of the better pickups that Nintendo has done in recent history. Like they, they actually, you know, Monolith Soft is a 
I think it's a second party studio for Nintendo. They have a big share in the in the in the studio, so they they make their games pretty much exclusively for Nintendo, um, and that's that's cool. I'm down. Um, obviously, Xenoblade Chronicles Two is set to come out um, later this year, so I will be there to pick it up when it does. I thought that uh, Xenoblade Chronicles is a fantastic game. Level Down Games, the game. Yes, by by uh, Monolith Soft. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, next up, Conan Exiles launches for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in early 2018. Yeah, it's a new. It's currently in early access on um, Xbox One and Steam, and so, but it is still coming to PlayStation 4 as well. Um, it looks fun. It looks super fun. No, these these Conan games are great. Um, have you played any or? Um, I played Age of Conan, the MMO, okay. but I haven't played some of the other ones. No, they're great. I love that that whole universe in general. Those are my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know what is best in life? What's that? The crush of enemies. <laughs> I've seen them driven before you. They have the lamentations of their women. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, crumb. <laughs> so, no, I'm excited. I, like I said, I, I like that they actually picked up a, uh, a publisher in, uh, in Coke Media. So, um, hopefully it's good. Hopefully it works out. Well, I hope so. Because they, they've, everything else so far has been great. So Yeah. Um, next up, a game, another game that we watched the trailer for on uh, Game Oracles. Attack on Titan 2 has been announced by Koei Tecmo and Omega Force. Uh, Koei, it says uh, it's a follow-up to the 2016 Attack on Titan game, which you didn't even realize was out. So you're yeah, going to so you're have to pick that up and play it. <laughs> it's okay. Th- th- thankfully, I'm well-versed in the, uh, yes, of course, in the, the anime, anime, so the anime. I-, I can still pick this up without, without missing a beat. Yeah. Um, it it will launch worldwide in early 2018 for unspecified platforms. Though they have not said what what it's coming out on. Chances are it's going to be PC, Xbox One, and PS4. That's what the first game was out uh, announced for. So I'm assuming it'll be somewhat similar. Um, you once again get to don the renowned omnidirectional maneuver gear as they fight and repel the fearsome titans that threaten humanity to restore peace within the walls. So if you're unfamiliar with how the Attack on Titan game worked when it came out in 2016, it basically followed the story to a T in the original anime, the you know season one of Attack on Titan. So Attack on Titan 2 is probably going to follow the storyline in the second season of the anime very closely. So. Now, did you play, the, you play the original? I played some of the original. I did not finish now, the original. Do you, do you simply play as like Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or do you want to jump around to other teams or just just, just You can play as other characters as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, no. Because uh, I want to play as Levi and I'm just going <laughs> to wreck. <laughs> but no, you get to play as other characters. And okay. like I said, it's super fun. You're using your omnidirectional gear. You're, you're zipping around these cities. You're actually slicing up the Titans. You know, you're hitting the weak spots like the neck. And I mean, they, they, it was very true to life and how, how this anime works. So it's super fun. Uh, and I can't wait to see what they do with, with, with the second game. Oh, I love me some Attack on Titan. <laughs> I am hyped. Yeah, it should be good. I'm excited. Um, Storm in a Teacup announces a story-driven horror game known as Close to the Sun. Um, It says, Nero developer Storm in a Teacup has announced Close to the Sun, a story-driven horror game made in Unreal Engine 4 for PC and other platforms to be be released sometime in 2018. Um, So here's an official overview of the game. 
Close to the Sun is a story-driven horror game that takes place at the turn of the 20th century on a mysterious ship complex created by Nikola Tesla for the sake of science. Oh, nice. In this alternative version of history, his scientific breakthroughs have already had a major impact on the world. You're Rose, a young journalist looking for your sister, and as you approach this enormous and glorious complex for the first time, you quickly realize that something there has gone horribly wrong. This project is crucial for Storm in a Teacup, said studio founder and creative director Carlo Ivo Alimo Bianchi. After the first three games, we came back bigger and stronger than ever. We want to tell you stories, and this time we're going to tell you about a man who dared to defy the sun between horror and survival. As always, we aim for a peculiar art style, which is um, Storm in a Teacup's trademark. In building the ship, we've been inspired by Art Deco, uh, Art Noir, and Steampunk, since visuals for us is as important as the experience itself. Our challenges vary throughout the game, but are all built around the general themes of survival and progress towards a promised salvation. Expressed more simply, our challenges generally come down to, there are many ways to die, but only one way to escape. This sounds cool, dude. I'm, I'm down for this. No, it definitely sounds cool. I'm a big fan of Tesla in general. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a science geek. Uh, of course. Uh, and Tesla is actually, uh, he, had, he had his lab out here on Long Island, L.I. represent. Uh, always got yeah, to find ways to make Long Island seem I'll, like I'll, it's... I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll find a way to get it out there every episode. Uh, okay, uh, but yeah, I'm it down. Looks cool. I like, it looks cool. I want to play it. I'm already sold. Well, you know, cr- crazy art, steampunk, murder, mystery, horror. I'm down. Yeah. Let's let's put this game out tomorrow. Checking all the boxes. Unfortunately, got to wait till sometime in 2018. We don't know when. But uh, I'll be there when it comes out. Speaking of PC in 2018, Final Fantasy 15. Finally, the PC port really? has been announced. Finally coming out. Yeah, <laughs> the PC port has finally been announced. Um, Final Fantasy 15 is coming to PC in early 2018 as Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition as announced by Square Enix. The PC version of Final Fantasy XV will come equipped with NVIDIA GameWorks technology, which is super cool, and other advanced PC features that add cutting-edge graphics and physics simulation technologies with support for NVIDIA's capture and share tools. Um, takes place, like I said, it's utilizing the entire GameWorks technology, so you're getting you know, NVIDIA Flow, which is vivid, combustible fluids, fire and smoke, Hairworks, which makes hair seem like it's freaking real. Some of the Hairworks stuff that you see is insane. Uh, Shadow, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, we're gonna get the great frame rate on this. And... Yeah, obviously, an insane frame rate. Shadow works, which is you know realistic, you know true to life shadows. Uh, turf effects, which makes grass seem like it's real and vegetation, and then um, VXAO, uh, VXAO, which adds depth and realism based on the physics. So, Nvidia, obviously, a, a leading technology oh, yeah. in in terms of graphics on on pc so i'm glad that square enix and, and the and the team are taking full advantage of, of GameWorks. um and obviously it's it's clearly going to be the definitive edition over um playstation 4 and xbox one because it includes the season pass and all free update content already released for the console version cool, cool so cool. yeah it, obviously making good on the fact that it's coming out um you know it's only fair it's oh, only fair a, a year and a half after the console release so uh, I, I definitely hope as many people pick this up on PC when it comes out. I might pick it up there again. Who knows? But I want uh, as much support possible for Final Fantasy 15 because I want them to immediately transition into 16. I don't want there to be any delay. And then obviously get the 7 remake done as well. 15-2, Lightning Returns. Don't don't put it past them to do something like that <laughs> because it's, it's totally a real possibility. <laughs> uh, next up, Fear Effect Reinvented. 
uh, has been announced, speaking of Square Enix, for PlayStation yes. 4, Xbox One, and PC. This is a true-to-the-original remake of the first Fear Effect, which was re- released back on the original PlayStation back in 2000. Uh, it's coming out sometime in 2018. The remake will feature completely new graphics remade for today's standards and a few modifications to make the game more attractive to today's players while remaining faithful to the original in terms of features. This is another trailer. It's a very brief trailer, but it's another trailer we watch on tomorrow's episodes of Game Oracles. Check that one out. Um, as, as we talked about, I, I kind of want to get this game. I want to check it out. No, it looks good. Uh, it does. We, only, we only saw seconds of it, but it looks good. Right. Um, I skipped over the original when it came out on the original PlayStation, so the fact that I haven't played it yet makes me even more intrigued, and I definitely am considering picking this up, so we'll see. And these um, lovely ladies are going to steal your heart. I bet. I bet. Uh, speaking of stealing hearts, another guy that's going to steal my heart, Biomutant, has been officially yes. announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC from uh, THQ Nordic and developer Experiment 101. This is a post-apocalyptic open-world action RPG. Uh, it's launching sometime in 2018. Um, it says it delivers real-time melee shooter and mutant ability action. Uh, has replayability by varied and deep character progression, exploration of three systematically generated worlds, an underworld and a small solar system, by foot, mech, air balloon, jet ski, and UFO. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Biomutant also features a fully customizable MMO-style character and mutation system. Bionics and creative item crafting, plus an interactive narrative featuring a contextual storyteller where the players create their own story in a survi- of survival in a vibrant, colorful world. So as we talked about in Game Oracles, there's different tribes that you actually are playing through, and you can align yourself with one tribe and, and you know, take over these other tribes, you know, have powerful enemies or you know, powerful allies, you know, even more powerful enemies, obviously. Um, or you can go through the game and not disrupt any of these tribes and find more peaceful ways to go about stuff. So I, I like this whole the game world is there. What you choose to do with it is, is your own, you know, it's your own game. So everyone's playthrough is going to be different. Yours and I are going to be totally different. Yes, for I am the destroyer, the bringer of doom. You will, just, you will make sure that none of these tribes remain. <laughs> I am going to the, just the so tree infighting. Of life? No, no, this is the tree of death. <laughs> yes, I'm going to so infighting between them all. <laughs> and I will come out the victor. Of course. As, as my own tribe. As, a tribe called Quest. A tribe called Frank Harrow. El Frank Harrow. Uh, no, this game looks super cool. I, I'm excited you know, to play this. Um, to I even th- like that we can we can customize our character. Yeah, because because the, the one we saw during the trailer looked really cool. He, he, he looked cool. He looked kind of like a cat or like Rocket Raccoon. Look, right, and, and, and I would like to kind of keep that similar style. Maybe just change a few, uh, you know, color changes or color schemes about him, or maybe give him something unique just to set him apart from from the default character. But I'm going to give him laser arms. I kind of there you go. I kind of like that look. So. Um, Definitely excited to see what THQ Nordic does. They're obviously starting to now go into original games now that they're done re-releasing things. Like they re- they re-released Darksiders 1 and 2. Now we've seen Darksiders 3 get announced, which thank God for that. Now we're seeing Biomutant, so we're getting some new games from them. So I'm excited to see what they do next. Um, speaking of new games, Fee from developer Zoink Games. Um, it's launching for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC sometime in early 2018. This is another EA original game from Electronic Arts. It says, developed by the award-winning Swedish studio Zoink Games, Fee is a new type of wordless platformer full of sounds. So think something like Journey, think something like Abzu. Uh, through 
Through Fee, a small cub that suddenly awakens in the forest, players will discover a world they will never want to leave as they use sound to communicate, connect with nature, identify friendly and unfriendly creatures, and interpret their own narrative along the way. I'm down. This this is totally my 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 jam. It's a, it looks so good. I I was sold off the trailer. Yeah, the, um, the art style is gorgeous. The soundtrack's super good. So I'm ready for this game. You know, I, there's going to be a bit of a puzzle. I can just tell. Yeah, you're only communicating through sound, so you have to figure out ways to get through. So yeah, so this is gonna this is gonna be fun. Yep, I'm excited. Um, a surprise announcement coming out of Gamescom 2017: Age of Empires 4 has been announced. Um, this is coming from Microsoft. Uh, studios says the latest entry and the long-running real-time strategy series is being developed by relic entertainment the studio behind the company of heroes and warhammer for uh, 40,000 games a release date has yet to be announced uh this looks good as as we taught another trailer we watched for game oracles so check that out um just like how most of these trailers we watch on game oracles now so if you're not watching that show yet you should be it's it's really good um but yeah I, i'm i'm super excited for this game yeah, definitely check it out. See what we had to say about this one. Uh, great looking trailer. Yeah, great looking trailer too. Yeah, if uh, if we can get um, you know enough people to start watching Game Oracles, we might be able to stop mixing. Like cause a lot of the news we talk about for the weekly scoop, we also talk about on Game Oracles. We're kind of repeating ourselves here a little bit, which is fine. I don't mind doing that for two different shows, but. Um, Kind of like what we did with uh, the nightly scoop and kind of thinking of something different with that, you know, because it was very similar to the weekly scoop. We're just repeating the same stuff. It would allow us to maybe do a little bit something different here for, for max level for the weekly scoop. So um, I, I wouldn't mind having Game Oracles also be like a semi new show as well. So we'll see. Um, but uh, no. So check that out. Age of Empires 4 looks amazing. Sounds amazing. One of my favorite RTS games, even though I'm not a huge RTS gamer, I do like some of the series, and Age of, uh, Age of Empires just happens to be one of them. Um, next up, Horizon Zero Dawn's easy story mode is now out. So here you go. Better, <laughs> What better time to jump in? Now you can just have your hand held through the entire game. Uh, you know how much I hate that, right? <laughs> I know, I know. But, uh, so the latest patch for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, among some other fixes... Guerrilla Games introduces a new, easier difficulty called Story Mode. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Story Mode, according to a post on the PlayStation blog, allows players to avoid worrying about combat by boosting player damage and reducing the amount of damage the player takes from enemies. The patch is intended to allow those who want to explore Aloy's world and experience her adventure to do so, undeterred by any difficult battles. It sounds right up your alley. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, if you're into these kinds of things, people, quit playing video games, okay? <laughs> I don't get it. Video games are supposed to be a challenge. You're supposed to stimulate yourself and have fun. There's no fun not being attacked. Sure there is. All right? You know, you, 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 you want to play a game where no one's going to attack you? Okay, just buy yourself a new fidget spinner, okay? Or animal. Damn millennials. Get yeah. off my lawn. Animal Crossing. You don't get attacked there. Yes, you do. You can fall into pitfalls, and Tom Nook, he's like, you better pay me that money you owe me. I guess you could get attacked by bees. <laughs> That's true. And try to reset the game. Tell me you're not going to get chewed out by uh, Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti. Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Okay. Well, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to bring that new story up just to kind of poke fun at you for a second. Just to piss me off. Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, moving along. Metroid Samus Returns, the producer for this game, is interested in making more 2D Metroid games after Samus Returns. So okay. the original Metroid co-creator and now Metroid Samus Returns producer, uh, Yoshio Sakamoto, 
has talked about his interest in creating more 2D titles for the Metroid series. In the most recent issue of Game Informer, Sakamoto talks about developing the original Metroid and how he wasn't sure if players would enjoy the game despite believing that it could be a special franchise. He explains that, through the development of Metroid 1, I really grasped the possibilities and potential of the video game. Sakamoto repeats the sentiment when talking about the upcoming 3DS title, Metroid Samus Returns, and explains that he would like to make more 2D Metroid titles, but fan interest will play a key role. Quote, Through the development of Metroid Samus Returns, I was able to really grasp the possibility and fun of a 2D Metroid. Like when I finished the first game, if there is another opportunity to make another Metroid, that is something I would love to do. Of course, that really depends on how much people really want to buy a 2D Metroid again. So it sounds like it's on us as fans to buy Metroid Samus Returns and support the 2D future of Metroid, just like Sonic Mania. Hey, you want to hear from a fan? Make more 2D Metroids, okay? How do you like that? <laughs> I'm going to buy every one you put out. Yeah, I will <laughs> Probably too. Probably a uh, hell, if it's anything like Metroid 2 Samus Returns, I'll buy it multiple times. I bought it for the virtual <laughs> console. I have it on Game Boy. I'm buying on 3DS. You, you, you put, you know, this is your you favorite Metroid, it, right? It is my favorite Metroid. Yeah. It is the best Metroid. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. I have my pre-order in. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> and, and like I said, I hope it does well because I do want the, the 2D, the 2D future of Metroid to continue. Obviously we're getting Metroid prime four. Uh, and I have a feeling that the 3D future of Metroid is going to rely heavily on Metroid prime four. This is a series we haven't really seen in a long time. Obviously Metroid uh, was dormant for a while. And then all of a sudden at E3, we get two brand new announcements out of nowhere. So um, sounds like they're testing the waters to see if fan interest is there for more Metroid. It is. We'll so I hope that it sells well. Yes. We want more 2D Metroid. And 3D. 2D. And 3D. I like both. Mm. Uh, Metroid Prime's great. Well, I, well if they're going to just pick one or the other, 2D. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would vouch for Prime over, over 2D yes, Metroid games. Sorry. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> we have a Souls-inspired shooter known as Immortal Unchained announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Again, another trailer that's in Game Oracles. Check it out. Uh, this is coming from Sold Out Sales um, and Sold Out Sales and Marketing and developer Toadman Interactive. That's a weird name. Sold Out Sales and Marketing. Interesting. Um, they've announced Immortal Unchained, a new Souls-inspired third-person shooter slash action RPG hybrid coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC sometime in 2018. Set in a futuristic fantasy world collapsing in a cosmic event, the game puts players in the role of a living weapon whose goal is to bring an end to the cataclysm. He is unwillingly unchained and released by the Warden and told only that his skills are required to save the world. With no memory of who you are or what you do, you must set off and discover what you can from the game world and characters." sounds super cool that's that's all i need for a story yeah this sounds so in, in terms of visuals this game looks very much like god of war meets dark souls yes um interestingly enough the game is written by a narrative team consisting of one of the main writers from the witcher series and one of the main writers from the kills on shadowfall game so it could be a pretty good story especially with the witcher writer on board so i'm down just show me where the bad guys are, give me a gun, point me in the direction, and I will have fun. <laughs> of course. Of course you will. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm super excited to check out this game. I'm always down for more um, Dark Souls-inspired games. I love those yeah. type of stuff, so I'm ready. Um, moving to a completely different genre, JRPGs. Dot Hack GU Lost Recode, another trailer you watch for Game Oracles. It will launch for PlayStation 4 and PC via Steam in North America on Friday, November 3rd. Bandai Namco has recently announced. 
the collection will launch in Japan on November 1st, so they get it two days early. Um, again, this is a collection of the first three Dot Hack games. So, Plus the bonus four. Yeah, so we're getting Volume <laughs> 1 Rebirth, Volume 2 Reminisce, Volume 3 Redemption, and then there is new content, as you just mentioned, in Volume 4 Reconnection. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, I, I Like I said, this is a game that, uh, that Justin um, spoke you know, not not negatively about, but said it wasn't the best. So I want to see why he thinks that because his his opinion on JRPGs are really usually valid. Uh, he definitely has more experience with JRPGs than I do. He's been playing them longer than me, um, and he's played more than me as far as as far as JRPGs go. That's speaking of, where the hell is he this week? Uh, I, isn't he back there on your shelf? Isn't it him? Son of a gun! We'll get him next time. Isn't he just sitting back there? As uh, yeah, there he is, right there, right there. He's, right over there. Yeah, right over there. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but no, this one um, has that that mode, the, you know, that mechanic I keep talking about that I hope becomes uh, a staple for JRPGs moving forward. It does have the increased movement speed, the fast forward ability, so you can actually. It says characters will be able to move faster outside of battles for easier exploration. So they're not letting you speed up battles, which okay, I I get it, um, but you will at least be able to move fast uh, when you're you know walking through the world map or, or exploring these dungeons. So that, hey, that's better than nothing. Better than nothing. Um, the trailer, the trailer really got me hyped for this game, though. I'm so excited. I want to. I like I said, this is a series that I glossed over when uh, when it first came out. I didn't play any of the six games. I think there's six in the Dot Hack series. Um, maybe there's less. I don't know. Maybe I should look that up before I speak about it. Um, but no, I, I want to play these games, and it just looks like a lot of fun. Let's see, Dot Hack games. Dot Hack, a series. Okay, there's sorry, there's four PlayStation Two games, um, and then there's one that is an online RPG and a collectible card game. So there's only four. There's a oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh well, there's there um, Infection, Mutation, Outbreak, and Quarantine. Those are the four. Those were the original names on the uh, PlayStation Two. So is what it is. Um, but I'm ready. I want to play these. Uh, I want to play this collection. I think it looks good. And you do too, actually. You, you said this actually looks pretty good. I mean, you know, I'll check it out. I always check everything out. Of course. I talk a big, I talk a big game, but I play everything. <laughs> a game that I am very excited to learn more about, and I think you will be too. Bandai Namco, as we've mentioned, they are on fire lately. They've been announcing games left and right. I don't know what's in the water over there, but uh, they are, they are, they are, they're, they're publishing a lot of games recently. Bandai Namco has announced that it has partnered with Life is Strange developer Don't Not Entertainment for the development of a new narrative adventure experience. The game, which has been in production since 2016, is set in a fictional city in the United States and includes a fair dose of investigation. The story is still being finalized, but, is, but its development will not affect the work of the company's other major titles, Life is Strange 2 and Vampire, which Vampire looks amazing and i have to show you this game i can't believe i forgot about it um you, i think you'd be so down for this one uh it's being developed by a separate team of senior staff from various horizons further details about the game including platforms release date and whether it will be a physical or digital release will be announced sometime in 2018. so they've since released in a official press release and it doesn't say really anything new but holy crap, does this game look amazing. I'm going to send you the press release here so you can see the screenshots I'm looking at. Um, this looks phenomenal. Like, Obviously, if you think Life is Strange, you kind of get an idea of, of some of their previous works. But this looks nothing like that. This almost looks like Alan Wake. Like It could be 
you know, graphic style like that. So it's, it's stellar how this game looks. It says, here's a quote um, from Don't Not. It says, teaming up with Bandai Namco Entertainment on an original IP is incredibly exciting. Bandai Namco Entertainment is a major publisher, and we are very happy to collaborate with these talented people. Um, they are as passionate as we are. This new project allows our studio to expand, create a new team, and continue to develop our know-how franchises. So, do you check this out? you see this? Yeah, uh, that looks pretty good. That's, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see what it's all about soon, I guess. Yeah, and, and I mean, as like soon as, said, as soon as everyone drops, uh, we'll find out. If, if Life is Strange is anything to go by, this is going to have an amazing soundtrack, an amazing story, and I will be there day one. It just so good. They couldn't have announced it. Uh, you know, Don't Nod is becoming a great developer, so I hope that they continue to do some good stuff. Moving forward, we now have release dates for The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, Fallout 4 VR, and Doom Virtual Effin Reality, uh, all coming from Bethesda. So they are jumping on, they are jumping full steam ahead with uh, the virtual reality movement. Uh, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim VR, is going to launch for PlayStation VR on November 17th. Doom Virtual Effin Reality launches for PlayStation VR and HTC Vive on December 1st. Fallout 4 VR launches for HTC Vive on December 12th. <laughs> they are loading up the holidays for VR games. <laughs> you know, these are all games I love. I, I just don't know. I just don't know if I could play these in VR. They're such they're such intense games that I don't know if I'll be able to handle it for that long. You know that 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 Fallout, Fallout I'll play for ten hours. Sure. Skyrim I'll play for ten hours. Sure. Doom. Maybe three or four hours. Still, uh, I can't play VR that long. No. I'm hoping they get. I'm hoping they they fixed it up enough. They're at the point now where I can enjoy myself. But I I don't know. I, I'm skeptical, and I, I want to see how these games are when they come out. I'm I'm very don't skeptical. get me wrong. Because how, how awesome would it be to become the Dova Keen and just you know right. stand up and slay dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I will not slay the dragons. I will, I will make them my friends, and I will ride them around in the land. <laughs> Moving forward, a hat in time. Have you seen, have you heard of this one? No. I'm going to send you this so you can look at it while I uh, while we talk about it. This is a another game that's it's like a collectathon um, okay. platformer, like Banjo Kazooie. A hat in time is launching on October 5th for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. This looks good, man. I, I'm down for this game. It was a Kickstarter game. Um, and the premise is, it says, the game follows the character of Hat Kid, a young girl that is capable of interstellar travel trying to get home. While going home, one of the mafia from the game's mafia town comes to collect flying boat tax for their government. The mafia man busts the spaceship door open and all of the Hat Kid's ship fuels or timepieces are scattered about all over the world. She's tasked with the goal of finding them. Um, of keep, uh, she's tasked with the goal of t- keeping time from being irrevocably broken, and must accomplish this by way of collecting timepieces before the evil mustache girl can get her hands on them. This sounds super cool. Like I said, this is very much a collectathon, like ukulele, like Banjo Kazooie, like Donkey Kong sixty four. So there's going to be a bunch of stuff to do in this game. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this game. Like I said, we we've, we've talked about the. Um, you know, the resurgence of platformers recently. Yeah. So uh, this is just one, one of the ones that I think I mentioned when we talked about it. So and honestly, it's, it sounds wacky enough that I, I get behind it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. 
All right. Um, our next news piece, a big one. Yakuza Kiwami 2 has been announced for PlayStation 4. Um, Sega has announced that it is remaking the second Yakuza game and it will be launching on PlayStation 4 in Japan on December 7th of this year. Uh, still no release for North America yet, but if it's anything to go by, obviously we got Yakuza 0. We got Yakuza Kiwami here. Or actually, it's coming out tomorrow if you're listening to this, the latest podcast posts. Um we're getting Yakuza 6 next year. We've gotten every Yakuza game so far. So if that's anything to go by, we will most likely be getting this game. Um, maybe if we're lucky within a year of it being released in Japan. So maybe by the end of 2018, hopefully. Absolutely. And this is another trailer we looked at uh, during Game, game Oracle. So definitely give that a, a look. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, also coming out of the Yakuza studio today, a game, another trailer we watched, uh, Fist of the North Star. The next game has been announced. And this one looks so good as well. Um, I, I, I told you, I, I want to play this now. <laughs> yeah. The story premise, it says, due to the hellfire of the final war, every living thing seemed to have been destroyed. However, humanity was not annihilated. An era has arrived where all civilizations were blown away and none were pr- uh, produced. A world where the strong compete for the little food and resources left behind and where violence dominates. In the corner of such a world was a place called the City of Miracles. That city's name is Eden. So this new Fist of the North Star takes place in Eden. Uh, it stars uh, protagonist Kenshiro. It looks like so much fun. Killer soundtrack, killer gameplay. I hope that this gets localized for North America. I really, really do. Absolutely. Speaking of another localization, um, Japanese studios were on fire this week. Secret of Mana, a full 3D remake, has been announced for PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita, and PC, due out worldwide on February 15th, 2018. Um, obviously, this is coming um, as part of the Super Nintendo Classic on September 29th if you want to experience the original game. But I think it's worth it to pick up this 3D remake too. This looks so freaking good. We again. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they managed to keep this quiet. I know. Again, we watched this trailer on Game Oracles. Check it out. It's really, really good. It looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. I know there was some backlash from people on on forums, and and you know even uh, even Justin said he wasn't a huge fan of the art style. But I think it looks great. I really do. Um, I, I, and, and like I said, if this is the style they have to use, this new team that's doing the Mana series, if this is the style that they're given to do for the Mana games, I hope that they continue forward, and I hope this actually produces new Mana games as well as just remakes. So bring it on bring it on i want more <laughs> um a game that you and i recently played i know you're a huge fan of telltale's batman and guardians of the galaxy have been confirmed for release on nintendo switch so maybe some of those people that keep saying where's the switch version where's it at every single time a game gets re- announced at least they're getting two. <laughs> yeah um, side note Knock it off, guys. <laughs> All right. Not everything has to come out for Nintendo Switch. We get it. It's a great console, um, and and we want as many games as possible on there as well. But don't pester the publishers. Don't pester the developers to put their games on the Switch if they don't want to or if it doesn't make sense to. So I, I, I get it that you want more games if you, if you, only swi- if you own a Switch, but uh, there are other platforms to support as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're never going to see Friday the 13th. Let it go. No, of course not. Ever. <laughs> but I am excited that Telltale's putting Batman and Guardians of the Galaxy on the Switch. I think it's a good a good place and a good choice. And Guardians is great so far. I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah, I haven't played it yet. I know you've uh, you've you've already played through the first three, right? The first two. Three's not out yet. Okay, okay. So you played the first two. Okay. Yeah, I haven't even played it yet. So I, I want to jump into it. Um, moving forward. The Xbox One X has broken pre-order records for Microsoft. This went up for pre-order, I think it was like, it was the day 
before our last episode of Max Level uploaded. So the Microsoft had their Gamescom 2017 conference on August 20th, yes. and um, they announced the Project Scorpio edition for the Xbox One X. They announced the pre-orders were going up as soon as uh, the console, as soon as the conference was over. I, I managed to get a pre-order in for the Project Scorpio edition on Lucky. Amazon. I do not know if I'm going to keep it because. I don't know if, first of all, if I'm going to have the funds to buy the Xbox One X. I wanted to pre-order it in case I did have the funds because I think it looks cool. And I would I would totally, I wouldn't mind having one. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to afford it. So I may have to cancel my pre-order. So hopefully um, if I do that, that someone else will get lucky enough to get one if, if they open up pre-orders again in the future before it comes out. Um, but yeah, no, it's broken pre-order records for, for the company. Um, it says more Xbox One X Project Scorpio Edition consoles were pre-ordered in the first five days than any Xbox console before. That's pretty good. That's pretty uh, good. And that's pretty good. I mean, that's a, that's a good tell from Microsoft. Maybe people are really actually pumped up for the Xbox One X. I hope they are because they need all the help they can get right now. Yeah. <laughs> more do they ever. Yes. Um, but hey, man, it, it looks cool. And if they can do something good with the Xbox One X, I more power to them. I hope they can. Um, some sad news. QuakeCon 27, coming out of QuakeCon 2017, uh, future Dishonored games may not happen. So uh, hmm. Ar- Arcane, Arcane Studios is currently unsure about whether or not there will be a Dishonored 3. Um, it says Dishonored 2's upcoming expansion, Death of the Outsider, will conclude the Caldwin era. So according to Arcane Studios creative director Harvey Smith, a hypothetical third installment would feature an entirely new set of characters if it is actually ever happens. Um, this expansion is wrapping up the current narrative arc that they started with Dishonored 1, that they carried through with Dishonored 1's DLC, and that they did with Dishonored 2 and the upcoming Death of the Outsider DLC. Um, it says that, it says when asked if this means there won't be a Dishonored 3, Smith said he's not yet certain if there will be more games in the series. I don't know yet. I kind of hope there are more Dishonored games, but I honestly don't know. So we'll see. I, I hope that there are, but it sounds like Arcane is unsure. They might have aspirations to work on something new. I mean, obviously, once you've made ga- a couple games and some some expansions in the in the series, you kind of want to try something different. So maybe they do. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have two new stories left. Uh, next up, the Xbox One, the original Xbox One, reportedly done. So Microsoft reportedly oh, wow. has stopped <laughs> selling the original Xbox One console. Uh, with Xbox One X on the not-too-distant horizon, it's coming out, I think it was on, what is it, November 7th of this year. Yes. Uh, it appears Microsoft has stopped selling the original Xbox One in favor of shifting its entire sales focus to the Xbox One S and Xbox One X. Uh, Microsoft UK online store is listing the console as sold out, while the US store only has a listing for a refurbished version. Uh, it would make total sense to me if that's the case. Uh, there, there isn't a place for the original Xbox One anymore. They, they, they always do it. It yeah. just happens all the time. This is the one that still had the Connect port on it. They don't even make yeah. the Connect anymore. So, I mean, it makes total sense for them to to stop selling the original Xbox One if that's the case. Um, like I said, I, I'm not surprised. Um, our last story today, I saved the best one for last. The Half-Life 3 writer has posted possible Episode 3 plot. Yeah. So... so it's, it's, it's a huge tease. Uh, this is coming from X-Valve writer Mark Laidlaw. Um, might finally be giving some closure to this entire saga that's been ongoing for years now. This is an article from Polygon I wanted to bring up. Um, 
Laidlaw left Valve about 18 months ago after nearly two decades with the company, and the remaining portions of the letter detail what appeared to be Gordon Freeman's final adventure, um, obviously known as Episode 3. So here's, it says, here's a quick summary of the story. After the funeral of Eli Vance, Gordon and Alex fly to the Antarctic in search of the Borealis with members of the Resistance in tow. Gordon and Alex's plane is shot down, but they manage, they manage to reach the, uh, the research vessel only to discover the Combine have erected a massive base around the Borealis. The Borealis phasing in and out of existence. The Combine are studying it whenever it materializes. Gordon and Alex encounter Dr. Breen, whose consciousness has been implanted into a giant slug-like creature by the Combine. Breen begs the two to end his grotesque existence. The two also rescue Dr. Judith Mossman from a Combine prison and board the Borealis. The ship continues to shift through time and space, and the trio witness the seven-hour war and travel to alien worlds. Mossman and Alex argue over what to do with the Borealis. Mossman believes the ship would be delivered to the Resistance where it can be studied. Alex wants to destroy it, per her father Eli's wishes. Alex kills Mossman and arms the Borealis to self-destruct, with the intention of destroying the heart of the Combine's invasion nexus. The G-Man appears. Alex recognizes him from her childhood, and the two depart this reality together, leaving Gordon behind. As the Borealis approaches its target, Gordon sees the Combine world protected by a Dyson Sphere, and realizes the futility of their attempt. Uh, the Vortigaunts appear and once again rescue Gordon from imminent doom, returning him to Earth. This sounds badass, dude. I wish this would have been made. Yeah, but they dragged their feet too long. I know. And, it's too, and, too little too late now. I think also, people would still play it, even if this, if this is the legit story and it's leaked out. I think people would still play this game if it came out. So let's do it right now. Half-Life 4 confirmed? <laughs> Half-Life 4. You heard it here first. It's coming, out, <laughs> it's coming after this episode 3 comes out. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I was shocked when I saw this the other day as a news story. Um, I hope that this actually still gets made. I would love it, but I don't know if it will. Um, it's crazy how this all went down, though. Super crazy. Not, yeah. the, not the wrestler. Super crazy, but super crazy in general. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the weekly scoop this week. Um, like I said, jam-packed week for, for news because of Gamescom. Let's move on to our main discussion for this episode. And I wanted to talk about, and I know you do as well, the SNES classic Proto debacle that has happened over the past week and what this means. So if you're not familiar, you probably are because it's been all over the news. So many people have talked about it. Jim Sterling did an excellent Jimquisition episode on it. If you haven't seen that yet, (laughs) super funny. Um, The SNES classic has went up for pre-order and it's already sold out. So if you were not awake, around 2 a.m. Eastern time, early Tuesday morning, or around 4.30 to 5 a.m. when the second batch went up, you missed out on the SNES Classic. Luckily, I turned on notifications for Wario 64 so that because I knew he was going to tweet it out as soon as it went up for pre-order on Amazon and Best Buy and all these places. Uh, it went up for pre-order at 2 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday at Best Buy first. I sent you the text. I said, dude, they're up. Actually, it was, it was, it was 1 a.m. Was it 1 a.m.? Yeah. Okay. I sent so you, the, I sent you, you the text immediately as soon as th- I saw. And thank you for doing that yeah. because I got one, guys. Yeah, you got one. So you were able to pre-order at Best Buy, which uh, so far no issues. Like it seems like you'll be getting that one um, September 29th. Which that one was for your friend, is right? Is that the one you got for your friend? Yes. Uh, what I did is I, I didn't do bad, guys. I pre-ordered two. I got right. one from one source, one from another. Just assuming that, uh, just make sure that he got his. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, he's paying me cost. I'm a good guy. If, if you didn't respond to my text, I was going to pre-order you one anyway. So I exactly. Mean, it's, it's, the reason I did it was I didn't want to bug him that early in the morning. Right. Yeah. You didn't want to text him at one a.m. Say, "Hey, dude, you want this or not?" Just pre-order it, and obviously knowing he's probably going to say yes. So yes. Um, so, so you, you were he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a listener. Yes, you're, you'll be getting your uh, your uh, SNES classic. Is that Matt? I got it. Is that Matt? That's Matt. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Um, no, so yeah, so the original batch went up at one a.m. from Best Buy. You were able to get one in there, and then right around two o'clock, maybe closer to three. I'm not sure exactly when it was. Yeah. Amazon's pre-orders went live. I myself got one from Amazon. You as well got yours from Amazon. Those yes. ones, a little bit of controversy with those ones. Um, not sure that was, what that was. That wasn't on. a good. E- that wasn't a good email I get. <laughs> no, not sure what's going on there. Uh, those ones, um, at least ours, and I know a lot of other people's as well, have been delayed to October 11th. Um, so I'm not two sure. Weeks. Yeah, it's two weeks after. I'm not sure why. I think maybe maybe they took too many pre-orders. Who knows? Um, but well, you and I pre-ordered immediately as soon as Wario 64 tweeted it out that it was live. I pre-ordered within 30 seconds. So I don't know. And I sent you the text immediately after. So you were probably a minute after me. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with their pre-orders, but I'm still stoked. They did the email did say we are guaranteed our SNES classics. Um, yes. So I know I have one for sure coming. That's all I care about. I don't care when I get it. I just care that I get one. So because I never did, I never was able to get an NES Classic at cost. So um, I, I just want to make sure that I'm able to get the SNES Classic at cost. I don't want to pay scalping prices. So yeah, but uh, let's start introducing this debacle because uh, I have uh, I, I let another friend know. I messaged him someone I knew who I knew would be up. Yes. He uh, he tried to get his. He couldn't. He tried yes. again. He couldn't. So he but yes, they went up on they went up on GameStop. They did. They went up GameStop uh, Tuesday and, morning, actually, and crashed the GameStop servers. They did. Um, so Walmart so, so we, also had no. their pre-orders up. Did they? Walmart's pre-orders, though, after they went live, they took them down again. So people were like, you know, Walmart, please don't screw us again because they're the ones that originally put the pre-orders up last month yes. and pulled the trigger too early. <laughs> That's why I didn't even check them. <laughs> yeah. So Walmart put theirs up. They had an issue again. They put them back up a few hours later, and nothing seems to be wrong. Uh, Target put theirs up. Justin pre-ordered his through Target um, because oh, he's one of the lucky few. They weren't up long on Target. Yeah, Target. I well, I I sent him a text as soon as Target went up. Um, because they went up Tuesday morning. I knew he was asleep. I knew I tried to text him when Amazon went up. I knew Target he was what, 20 up. minutes? Target was like 20 minutes, yeah. Uh, um, I sent Justin a text as soon as Target went up. He got his in. Nice. He's not even sure he's going to buy the thing. He might just cancel his pre-order. He, bought, he pre-ordered it just to ensure he has one. But he's one of the ones that doesn't support the, NES, the SNES Classic because he thinks that Nintendo should be putting their focus on the Switch as opposed to these retro collectible type items. And he hates that they're making this. And the same thing with Jim Sterling. Uh, so Justin actually, Justin's views align with, Jim, align with Jim Sterling on this. He hates that... Um, Nintendo is intentionally making this a collector's item, intentionally making this rare. Instead of just producing the amount of – for demand, instead of producing one for everyone that wants one, instead of making sure that you have enough to supply your consumers, everyone that wants to buy one this holiday season with an SNES Classic, you're intentionally making it rare by only producing a limited amount for pre-order, a limited amount available on day one. And they said they were going to make more than the NES Classic, but you still will not be able to purchase one after the end of 2017. This is only good for this year. So, and they said they were going to make significantly more. I think the rough estimate was maybe around 4 million consoles of the NES, SNES Classic. Uh, the NES Classic only got like 2.3 million. So, a, yeah. a decent amount more, but still not enough. There's more than 4 million people that want this console. So, um, 
it's just it sucks and people are resorting to like building their own raspberry pies and and doing all these things just to ensure that they you know have these classic games and 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 i would rather i would rather pay 80 dollars for this collectible item i really would than building a raspberry pi i'm one of the ones that likes the collectible aspect of this but i wish it was collectible in the way that it wasn't being forced as a collectible it wasn't being forced as rare um, yeah, I don't like that, but it's it's the, unfortunately it's the era we live in. It's and Nintendo's always been this way for as long as Nintendo's been around. Right, everything is small batches. They oh um anytime stores would order games. Right, like going back to NES, they would undership. Right, and I don't I don't get this business. I, I don't get their business practices. Uh, I, you know my family my family was in business for a long time. Yeah, if you make something, people will buy it. Right, uh, you know. You're not going to just make a few of them and charge more and expect people to make the same amount. I don't get it. Obviously, they're enduring. Obviously, they know what they're doing. Yeah, but... they're making money, so that's all they care about. Um, but it's, it's stupid. Just, it's just – it sucks because – It's so is ill will. Yeah, it, it, and it really does suck because it forces people to do things like – you know, they put pre-orders live in the middle of the night because they didn't want their systems to crash. And I get that, but a lot of – what I saw an argument from people – online what they should have done is that nintendo should have announced a a pre-order date like a date that you know everyone can have a chance to pre-order this a time where all people will put up their pre-orders um and and i get that everyone wants a fair chance everyone wants a you know a fair shot at getting a pre-order for the snes classic but i also understand why retailers decided to release it at the middle of the night it's the same reason why apple usually puts up pre-orders for the the new iphones in the middle of the night so yeah. their systems don't crash. So I mean, I'm living proof that if you actually legitimately tried to get an SNES Classic pre-order, you could have gotten one. Anyone could have went, found out. You know, they could have went to nowinstock.com. Uh, I, I heard that that actually worked out really well for people on NeoGAF. You know, that set up. You know, um, that's a great. It's a great website. That's yeah. how I got my Switch. Yeah, if you set up these custom announcements, custom notifications that get sent to you as soon as something is in stock or, or available for pre-order, I saw a lot of people doing that on NeoGAF, and it worked out really well for these people. So you, anyone could have done that. Anyone could have turned on the notifications for Wario sixty four on Twitter and found out immediately when these things went up for pre-order. Granted, yes, it's the middle of the night, but if you have the phone, your sound on your phone, and you hear it, and you don't sleep, you know, extremely heavy you had would have had a chance and nintendo already had announced that these pre-orders were going up sometime in august so we knew if you didn't want to leave you know if you didn't want to leave notifications on for wire 64 forever you only needed it on for a few weeks in august until the pre-orders went up and then you could turn them back off so but no, 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 what i don't like is they're already being listed on ebay for 500 600 yes, bucks yes they are and they will continue to be and they will sell for even more when they, 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 they shouldn't be allowed you, i agree you know, i agree ebay made the rule they said it a long time ago that you can't you can't sell pre-orders on i know eBay. but you they, have to, they rarely enforce it but it's rarely enforced you have to have the physical item and no one has that physical item yet. not yet they have their some of them have a physical receipt which is how a lot of them get away with it yeah they're selling the receipt that's basically how they get away with it. <laughs> it's stupid. Unbelie- it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. It's not right. Right. Uh, like I said. But yeah, the extra one I have is not being sold for a crazy amount. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're selling it for cost to Matt. So yeah. Um, but no. Um, I, I I really do think these things are going to go for over a thousand dollars. I could easily see that because of Star Fox Two. Granted, the NES Classic. 
uh, you could get those games, you know, you could still get those games for cheap through the virtual console. Uh, you can get them through other means that I don't endorse. I don't like ROMs. You know, I don't like, you know, I don't endorse that kind of stuff. So, but it's out there and people resorted to doing that with a Raspberry Pi to get, you know, to get those games. Uh, but the one thing you cannot get is Star Fox 2. Granted, after the SNES Classic comes out, someone will probably rip it from the NES Classic. Of course they will. They'll put it online. It's, it's going to happen. But for you know, a short while, it's going to be exclusive to the SNES Classic. And I think that's a really cool thing. Um, and, and, I'm, and I want to support you know, that aspect of, of Star Fox 2. And what I was telling Justin, you know, um, it's, this is the hardware division of Nintendo that's doing this, not the software division. So Nintendo's hardware division producing the SNES Classic does, does not affect games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yes, I At get all. that people want Nintendo Switch games. You and I just made a reference to it, how they always are clamoring for a Nintendo Switch version every single time something gets announced that it's not announced for the Switch. I get it. We want more Switch games. I want more Switch games. But they are coming. Nintendo has been putting out at least one a month since the Switch came out, and that's pretty good for Nintendo. There has been times where we've gone five and six months without a Nintendo first-party release. So if they can keep up with one a month, I'm down. That's a decent, a decent library from Nintendo's first-party first studios. Granted, I would like more. I would like one every other week or every couple weeks, but I mean, one a month is a good starting point when the Switch is only, what, five months old? Not even? Came out in March? Yeah, yeah five months old. Um, that's good. So another aspect I have with the SNES Classic, this is $80. It's not that expensive. 80 bucks for a classic item or a collectible item like this. Granted, yes, it's, being, it's a forced collectible item, yeah. but it's $80. If you look at the Virtual Console SNES offering, the Virtual Console games for the SNES are sold for $7. So at $7 a pop, 20 games, you're looking at what? $140, $160? You figure twenty bucks for the system itself and hardware. Yeah. Okay. Then you're paying three bucks a game. Exactly. Less than less than three bucks a game because you're getting Star Fox. Uh, exactly. So. Yeah. Twenty. Um. So if you were to buy all twenty games at seven bucks a pop, that's one hundred and forty dollars spent on the Virtual Console. You could spend eighty, get all those games plus Star Fox Two, plus have a cool little collectible item. So I, I think the price is great. I, I have no issues with the price. And I have no issues with Nintendo doing this. And I really like, like we did, um, you know, a, a previous episode of Max Level, where we predicted the N64 Classic. It's going to happen next year, and I want to buy one of those too. I really do. Yeah, me too. Um, but something. Yeah, but the hardware division and software division, like you said, they, yeah, they, they don't intersect. Hardware decision, they always screw up. They, they, they're, they're, they're the worst. <laughs> okay, they, they don't make enough switches. They don't make enough Amiibos. They don't make enough this. They don't make enough that. software. You'll always find a game. Absolutely. You will always, always find a copy find, of the you game. You can always find a digital copy if anything. D d digital if you're on last resort, but just like if you want a game in general, it's always there. Yep. You'll, you'll never have a problem finding a physical copy of a game, yep. especially if it's AAA. Yep. But like I announced – or not, I didn't announce this, but like I said with forced collectible collectible items, forced – you know, this, this whole thing being forced to be a rare item from Nintendo, what I also don't like is forced bundles. So – Think Geek, which is owned by GameStop. Mm. So a lot of GameStop's um, supply of the SNES Classic went to Think Geek. And what they were doing is forced bundles. So we have here, these are all sold out too. So someone bought them because they wanted to get the SNES Classic. Um, we have an SNES Classic plus a Mega Man helmet and Proton Man Buster. $250 sold out. SNES Classic plus 
Street Fighter statue. Uh, this was $200 sold out. Uh, X SNES Classic Plus, Super Mario Plush, a mug, and a calendar. Sold out $155. SNES Classic Plus Breath of the Wild Canvas. Now, granted, this is gorgeous. It's a beautiful painting. $330. Sold out. SNES Classic Plus a Zelda Light, like a little a, a cool looking Triforce okay. lamp, plus a chess set. $190 sold out. Um, SNES Classic Plus a Tetris lamp. Again, cool looking lamp. Yeah. And Super Mario Canteen sold out $140. The cheapest of all the bundles. And these are all <laughs> items that you'll see in any Think Geek, any store, for like or any. Uh, for like 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're always there. They can't get, they can't get rid of them. GameStop is, GameStop is infamous them. for this. GameStop yeah. is infamous for not selling you just a damn console. Of course. They, they, always have to, they always have to, they have to bundle something together. Of course. They do that, with the, they do that every time they get the Switch now. Every time they yeah. get the Switch, they, it's usually a force bundle. Sometimes they have some that aren't force bundles. But a lot of the Switches they've been getting have been force bundles. Um, the last bundle on ThinkGeek was an SNS Classic, plus a Breath of the Wild Slate and a Shield Backpack. That one was 170 bucks, and you guessed it, sold out. Yeah, they can go to hell. Um, they're I'm, also, I'm, I'm, I'm done with them. They're doing this on for the Switch as well. Yeah, I don't shop at GameStop anymore. I don't. I don't support GameStop. I don't like GameStop. So, um, I don't like that. Obviously, this is ThinkGeek, but again, it's owned by GameStop. But a lot, granted, a lot of their supply for the SNES Classic went to these ThinkGeek bundles, and that's pretty crappy. I don't like it. So, all um, right. I, I I I do wish that. Um, Nintendo would have produced enough to 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 meet demand. That would that's in, how pre-orders should, world. Yes, it's just to encapsulate it in general. The way pre-orders should work are everyone who pre-orders something should get what they're asking for because you're actually telling the company absolutely how many items you absolutely. need to make. So if a, it can't be that a, expensive to make these, so so let's, let's say a million of us. I'm thinking a low number. A million of us pre-order for this thing. Yeah. Okay. Make two million. Correct. Okay, because these are just the people who are pre-ordering. Other people will find it out on their own. Yeah. Uh, if you know, just do market research. Don't just pick your set number and then, then chop it up like this is how many we're going to look for pre-order. This is how many we're going to put to stores. Because all you're doing is you're creating the scalper culture. Yes. And you're you're, you're, you're supporting that culture immensely, and it sucks. <laughs> All right. I, I almost feel like maybe Nintendo is some kind of cartel and they, they got some kind of uh, <laughs> some kind of stock in, the, in this right here. Maybe. Who okay. Knows? Well, okay. Well, we'll hide these and then we'll sell them for 500 bucks. <laughs> who knows? Um, but no, some retailers like GameStop, but there have been others, have announced that they will also have additional units available for walk-in customers on day they one. Won't. They will because they're saving some of their stock. They're not, they hide they hide things in the back and they, they, they sell them to their employees. I know. I know. It's not right. It's not fair. I know. But uh, I, 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 I just went through this yesterday. I know uh, you did. You told me the story before we started recording. But, but yeah. I uh, just uh, to sidetrack my friend. Go ahead and tell uh, it. Wanted get, he, wanted, he, 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 he picked up Sonic Mania on the Switch, mm-hmm. uh, the special edition that comes with the full-size Sonic statue and replication cartridge and uh, still – the guy, everybody asked us, do you have it? And he goes, well, I have one in the back. It was my pre-order, but I didn't pick it up. So my friend goes, okay, good. That's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, yeah, so he sold it to him. But, that, you know, if you if you don't pick up your pre-order, that should be put back up front for anyone who wants to buy it. Well, you don't you don't hide these things in the back. Right. He, the, guy, the, guy, the guy knew he wasn't buying it. Of course. I understand. Of course. You, 
You, you have some time on a pre-order. It's, it's like 40, a week or two. Forty-eight hours. So I looked it up. As I'm, you were I'm, talking. Even, I'm, I'm even cool for two weeks. I'm yeah. even cool with that. There but are if some you, places if, that will hold it for two weeks, but GameStop but if you policy blow, if, is forty-eight if hours. Blow, if you blow it, you blow it. Exactly. Uh, um, he he had no intent on buying it. He just left it in the back. Right. If you're not if you're not going to buy it, you bring it up front for the customers. It's a piece of merchandise, right. and your job is to sell these things. Go figure. Right. <laughs> um, but no, Nintendo has even said that if you can't get a pre-order, they will have consoles available on day one. So we can expect that your Walmarts, your Targets, Toys R, Toys R Us didn't even take pre-orders. They're just selling it first come, first serve on the to, day. To be fair, I'm seeing the Switches now in abundance, so, yeah, uh, so maybe. So, so we're getting there. But Toys R Us didn't even take pre-orders. They're just selling it on walk-in day one. Um, you better line up, people. I'm that's, that's what I was going to get at. If you want an SNES Classic and you did not get a pre-order, plan to get to the store a few hours early on September 29th. Not an hour early. A few hours early. If you want to be safe, get there six hours early. Find out when your store opens. If it opens at 8 a.m., get there at – it sucks, but get there at 2 a.m. That's what I did when the GameCube came out. I lined up in front of my local Toys R Us. Granted, this it's a totally different world we live in now. The the culture now and the culture back in 2001 when the GameCube came out, totally different. But my grandma and I lined up in front of a Toys R Us at – I think we got there at 1 a.m. Granted, this is like <laughs> November, middle of November. I think it was like, was it November 18th? If I'm remembering correctly, the game hey, came it was out. Something like that. We lined up in front of this Toys R Us. It was snowing outside. We, I, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. I still live in Ohio. Um, it's snowing outside, super cold. Her and I would rotate for a half hour. You know, we have hot chocolate in the car. We have, we, I was, <laughs> I, we have Christmas music playing in the car. I mean, granted, getting in the holiday, in the holiday spirit. Um, but it's snowing outside. So her and I rotate every half hour. And we're just standing in front of the store and more people started showing up shortly after us. I mean, we weren't the only ones with this idea, but it ensured that I got my GameCube. I didn't pre-order the GameCube. I just went and bought it day one. Um, pre-orders were a thing back then, but they weren't as prevalent as they are now. And they weren't forced down our throats like they are now. I feel bad. I, I walked in day one and just picked it up. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I will say if you want an SNES Classic, plan to get there early. And if you see, if you go to a store that has an insanely long line, if you go there and there's 20 or 30 people already out, if you have more people with you, drop someone off, let them stand in line, and then go drive to another store and check their line out. And if it's shorter, stand, have someone stand in that line, go back and pick the first person up and go back to the other store. Make a plan, have a plan, develop and when a plan. It's your, and when it's your turn, buy 10 copies. You can scalp them in the line. Don't do that. Kidding, 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 kidding. No, never do that. But, um, you know, have a plan, develop a plan, yeah. get something ready because you're going to need it for the SNES Classic on September 29th. It's a given. Um, I want everyone that wants one of these to get one. So, I, I mean, you know, leading up to it, if whatever we hear based on the SNES Classic, I, we will be sure to relay to you guys on max level because I, I'm a retro gamer at heart. Al Carroll is a retro gamer at heart. Everyone that wants one of these should be able to get one. So anything that you, him and I can do to relay messages to you, relay news to you, we'll help you out. I mean... We'll do it. I'll drop. I'll, I'll drop it on my Twitter if I see if I hear anything. Yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll, so follow him at Alfred Carroll. Follow me at Brian underscore LDG. More importantly, follow Level Down Games at Original LDG because everything usually goes through there as well. Yeah, Re I usually tag them anyway. Yeah, so re retweet. You'll see them. Uh, it also, we, you know, our main account retweets my, both myself and Alfred Carroll if it's something that's relevant. So I can't say that I'm disappointed with the SNES Classic Pro situation because I got one and you got one. Yeah. But I'm extremely disappointed. <laughs> well, you Matt got one. You uh, your yes, second yes. one for Matt. You didn't get two. <laughs> Matt Matt got the third. Um, 
but I'm disappointed with how it was handled. I'm disappointed yeah, they went out that, in the middle of the, the night it, and that everyone did get weird. a free chance. I, I had no, I had no intent on on being a thief in the knife by getting mine that way. Right. So it is what it is. I mean, we got to roll with what we're given. So the fact that you and I both are night owls, we're up till. Granted, not so much me anymore. I'm trying not to stay up till four or five in the morning anymore. But I know you do pretty frequently. So. <laughs> Just it is what it is. Nature, yeah. nature of the beast and, and your in your work schedule. So, yeah. but um, no, we, I mean, luckily you and I were up extremely late and just happened to be the right moment, right time. So we were able to get ours. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I don't really know what else to say. SNES Classic. We said it all. Said it all. And now it's time for everyone's favorite max level entry this year in video game history. History. history all right kiddos so let's hop back into our delorean we're gonna Please. head back okay we took the lightning times out just right because <laughs> we're going back to 1985 great scott what a year to right. pick the prime minister of the uk was margaret thatcher and brian mulroney prime minister of canada uh the super bowl brian 19 leveled on games wasn't even born yet and nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's such a great year. Uh, Super Bowl 19 saw Joe Montana and the 49ers defeat Dan Marino and the Dolphins with a score of 38-16. to 16. Mm-hmm. No rings for poor, poor Dan Marino. Zero. Big old goose egg. And the LA Lakers defeated the Boston Celtics in Game 6 with a score of 111-100 to 100, thanks to the, the, the wonderful stylings of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Magic Johnson. <laughs> uh, some quick hits for the news. Coca-Cola changes their formula and releases a new Coke. So ill-received, they switch back to regular Coca-Cola Classic <laughs> three months later. Uh, yes, 1985 had the Live Aid pop concerts in Philadelphia, oh. uh, Pennsylvania, and, uh, in London, Jesus. raising money for Ethiopia. Jesus. We are the world. We are the children. Um, my, my, the Microsoft Corporation releases the first version of Windows, Windows 1.0. Mm-hmm. 85. Uh, the world of music, best new artist, Cindy Lauper, who would partner with the WWF for the Rock and Wrestling Connection. Yeah. Uh, Prince and the Revolution will put out Purple Rain, and Phil Collins put out his Against All Odds. Uh, movies, what a of course, great Back to the Future. Song. Against All Odds. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had The Goonies, The Breakfast Club, Rocky Four. That's where we fought the Russians. I must break you. Uh, Weird Science, Cocoon, Fright Night, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure, just to name a few. TV show debuts, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, <laughs> The Care Bears, The Golden Girls, Growing Pains, Gem and the Holograms, MacGyver, Mr. Belvedere, Thundercats, Ho! USA! <laughs> WWF Primetime Wrestling and WCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, in business news, uh, this is the uh, the opening up of Bethesda. Yeah. Cinemaware, Codemasters. Square started in 85, yeah. Titus, and Westwood Studios. Now, what's the biggest news of 1985 on video games? The NES. The NES. Yeah. The NES is released uh, in partnership with Worlds of Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, uh, famous for Teddy Ruxpin, bringing the Nintendo to the American audience. Uh, it was packaged alongside Rob the Robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, due to the video game crash, 
people were leery on buying video games, but this was a robot. This was something cool. So this is how they got their foot in the door. Yes. Nintendo would quickly sever their ties at World of Wonder afterwards because they, they, they blew up like gangbusters. Yes, uh, <laughs> not too many video games in 1985, to be quite honest. Why would uh, there be? It's the beginning of NES. Yeah, it's, 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 it's um, the resurgence of video games after the crash. So. In fact, this, this is the year that ColecoVision is discontinued. Uh, yeah. But the games we got, these are all great song, great ones. Um, the Oregon Trail on the Apple II. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers, of course. Of course. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Mm, yeah. Commando, based on the movie of the same name. Mm-hmm. Space Harrier. Gradius. Uh, Back to the Future had a game. Not that good. Uh, Gauntlet. Uh, came out on uh, the arcades and on, on the home consoles. Ice Climber. Mm-hmm. Gyromite, which makes sense. That came out with Rob the Robot. Sure. Mock Rider. Wrecking Crew. Great game. Tiger Healy. Or Heli. I, don't, I never know how that one was pronounced. Chubby Cherub. And classic point and click adventure, the Bard's Tale. Bard's Tale is good. I like the Bard's Tale. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was our this year in video game history. Quite a short one. I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh, what a year! What a year to pick 1985. Next time, pick a better year. It's one that I'm alive for. I'm I'm gonna get them all. So. <laughs> and then wait, 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 wait till you see. Wait till you see. I start doing those 70s episodes. You're gonna have to start repeating them too eventually. Uh, there's there's something else in the works. Don't you worry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I have not aware. So. Yeah, well, um, I know. But. A new segment debuting on this episode of Max Level. You got your surprise there? Oh, yeah. A new segment. This is called Good Game, Bad Game. So what Good Game, Bad Game is, each week, we're going to, one of us is going to take a good game, one of us is going to take a bad game, and we're going to talk about it. And generally, ideally, if we can get these games to be from the same franchise or the same series, the same theme, the same whatever, if we can somehow connect these two games, that's our goal is to try to connect these two games. But if we can't, then we can't. Um, I'll try. Yes. But for this week and for our inaugural segment of Good Game, Bad Game, I took the bad game. Alfred Kara took the good game. So I think we'll go with the bad game first because I think it makes sense. Okay. So... The bad game for this episode is South Park, the original release of South Park on the Nintendo 64. The oh, one, the one the that game. also <laughs> came to PC a few months later and the PlayStation a year later. The PlayStation version was received a lot more successfully than the N64 version, but the Nintendo 64 version was the original release for South Park. Yeah. So that's the one I'm going to talk about. And this is the one... Not uh, this is not Chef's Love Shack. This is not the the kart racer that was inspired by Mario Kart. This is the original adventure South Park game that sucks horribly. Um, so so what this is, um, it's in, it's a first person shooter type of video game uh, inspired by the first few seasons of of the cartoon South Park. Obviously, uh, takes a lot of inspiration from the Starvin' Marvin episode, uh, an elephant makes love to a pig, and Cartman gets an anal probe. So those three episodes have a lot to do with the story and the you know the the, the levels that you're playing through in this game. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a huge South Park fan. I still am. I'm super excited for the new season coming up here in a few weeks. I'm I'm ready for yes. more South Park. 20 um, years now. Yeah, 20 years. So we're going on yeah, I, I hope it's good and obviously with the way they've been doing it, we're probably going to get all of the South Park episodes at once just like they've been doing. Uh, I do kind of miss when South Park was like 
20 episodes a season instead of just 10 yeah. especially because we don't seem to get like the holiday themed episodes anymore we don't get the christmas ones we don't get the thanksgiving ones uh because they don't spread it out throughout the the fall the winter and the spring anymore they just all at once in september and october sucks but it is what it is um i was really excited to play this game when it came out i was really looking for and i'm sure you were too of course i was I'm, i was really looking forward to it i was hoping it was going to be good i wanted to play south park i wanted to be in the cartoon and i was hoping it would look like the cartoon little did i know it would look like crap the graphics oh were awful they were so bad um and the plot you you went through these different Freaking missions, Operation Turkey Butt, a clone of your own, close encounters of a bovine kind, something wicked this way clunks, some disassembly required, and then the epilogue. <laughs> it was just a bad game. Some of the weapons that you that you were able to use, a snowball, a dodgeball, Terrence and Phillip dolls, um, a chicken that was acted like a sniper rifle, <laughs> a dart gun that was like a sponge, an alien device, a device that launched cows. Uh, I mean, it, it had the appeal of the show. It, it got some of the things right, like some of the wackiness, some of the goofiness, some of the fun things about South Park. It was able to get that right. And it had the intro, like the intro, like the, the, the old school intro that we that we come to know and love from the first um, few seasons. It was all there. But then when the game actually started and you saw how the game looked, uh, it takes it, it takes a first person mentality. And yeah. it was awful. So bad. There was a crappy multiplayer mode. Um, I can't believe that this actually got it, got it got out. But then again, I, I get it because they wanted to put something out um, to, to capitalize on the success of the TV show. And when this when this came out, it only got a forty percent on game rankings, which is the equivalent back then when it came out in the nineties to what Metacritic is like today. So it's like a 40, 40 on Metacritic. Um, that's so bad. Gamespot gave the PlayStation version a one point four. Stating, I believe it. stating that South Park is definitely one of those games that is bound to come up when you start thinking about the worst game you've ever played. <laughs> IGN called the game frustrating due to poor graphics, repetition of the voice acting, and lack of play value for the head-to-head -head mode. Um, the voice acting was done by the original voice actors, luckily, but was repetitive, isolated, and boring. Yeah. Um, I just, like I said, I, I was so excited for this game and then so disappointed when I first played it. Uh, I, I, I really, it's just bad, 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 bad. In every sense of the word, when we, when we came up with the concept of good game, bad game, you, we, we said, who's going to go first, who's going to take the battle first. And I said, I will. And you said, okay, well, at least let me know what the bad game is so that, um, I can counterbalance. Yeah. So, yeah, so cause like I said, our idea for good game, bad game is to, to either try to get it from the same series or, you know, to tie them together. So next week, El Francaro is going to take the bad game and I'll take the good game. So he'll tell me his bad game and then it's my choice or it's my goal to come up with a good game that, uh, that, that balances that. So when we decided that, I didn't even have to think about the bad game I wanted to talk about. This one immediately <laughs> was the very first one I wanted to do. So I'm excited. I'm pretty sure I know where you're going because of what There's, it shows. You, you, you have to know what my, my good game I is. I want to know what the good game I is. Have I have chosen, of course. South Park, the stick of truth. That's exactly what I thought you were going to choose. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, South Park, stick of truth took the game uh, being actually developed by Trey Parker and Matt Stone yes. along with Obsidian. Yes. All right. So they were involved every step of the way in this game. And it shows. 
it, it shows they actually painstakingly recreated the entire town of South Park. Yeah. In um, this game, it, it's first of all, it's hilarious. It's smooth, simple gameplay. It's a satire on the entire role-playing genre right. through and through. Right. Uh, this came out in 2014. You play as the new kid in town, and you have a choice. You can either option. You can either align with Eric Hartman and the humans, mm-hmm. or Kyle and the elves. Yes. Uh, like I said, it's. Is the it actually is a perfect recreation of the town. This is now it's a canonical version of this town. Mm-hmm. You get to see all these areas like Stark's Pond and this, this, and that that you've all known. Uh, it does, and only that being that they were so involved, they did all the voice acting, and there's lots of stories and things that people lead along the way. Mm-hmm. It's not a forced piece of, of media. It, it's it, this actually could be. Like if you just watch the cutscenes, this could be an episode like, of South Park. Could, yeah, exactly. It really could be, or, or, or a couple episodes of South Park. It's 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 not, it's not the yeah. longest game, but it's but it's long enough that it, it's 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 all there. It was a decent length. It was they, good. They they, they they didn't mess with any storyline continuity. Nope. Um, they every reference to every just about every episode you possibly imagine is in here. Yep. It was done right. The game itself kind of plays like a Paper Mario game. Yes, yes, it does. Um, you, you, you fight uh, gingers, <laughs> crazy homeless guys, aliens, Nazi yeah. zombies, and other role players along the way. Yeah. Uh, just done so well. And it's, it, it, there's definitely a child's whimsy behind it, you know, because you know, they're, they're fourth graders. They're, play, they're, they're, they're playing make-believe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's... But there's rules to this, you know? Right. <laughs> um, I, you know, this game has me so hyped for The Fractured But Whole, which is going to be the sequel to this yeah, game. Yeah, it comes out um, two months, October 17th, it's, I think it is. Two, two months, yeah. Uh, this game, I could talk for this game about hours, but like I said, it just, the basic story um, almost parodies uh, Skyrim, if you would. Sure. Uh, yeah. but, but, but other RPGs, RPGs along the way. There's health yeah. potions, there's this, and it's. I've never had so much fun playing an, a, a, any kind of like officially licensed IP, like a, like a movie game or a TV game. Right. Um, there's this. It's such, it's such an enthralling world. You can lose yourself. You know, you can, you can actually just. Uh, the, the game makes uh, lots of social media references. There's Facebook. There's Twitter. There's yes. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of Game of Thrones influence in this game. Yes. Uh, I, I heard from a Twitter raven uh, that they're they're marching on the uh, the land. So, <laughs> so, so all, all those all those things are in there. Um, this is what happens, you know, uh, when when you actually involve the creators in the video game. Yeah. That, that's why it, this game took so long. This game was delayed. Right. This game, because they were so involved in it, it was, you know, the actual, it, it delayed the TV show. Right. Because, uh, like I said, there, there's, there's writing, there's plot, there's story. Uh, all your favorite characters are there. So it's, this is everything you've ever wanted in a video game if you're a fan of South Park. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it hit every beat along the way. Um, the, I, the reviews of this were generally pretty high, too. Yeah, no, it got great reviews. And, I mean, I think anticipation for the fractured butthole is through the roof. Um, people have been waiting for that game. It's been delayed twice now. It was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Um, anticipation, like I said, through the roof. I think this is going to be a great game. I'm anticip- I'm anticipating it as well. I'm so excited to play it. And yeah, I think your your choice, you know, perfectly counterbalances mine. So. I can only imagine the horrible game that I'm going to force you all to hear about next week. Well, I will find but... out before everyone else, so I can counterbalance it with a better game. All right. So moving forward, we have the new releases for the week. This is the week of August 28th. Pretty big week coming up. I mean, we got a lot of things coming out, so we're going to move through these things pretty quickly. Um, first up, Tuesday, August 29th, we have a game called Absolver. 
Absolver is an online multiplayer combat game where players are placed behind the mask of a prospect under control of the Guides, the new rulers of the fallen Adel Empire who will determine your worth in joining their elite corps of Absolvers. This game looks cool. It's an action RPG. I'm down. <laughs> That's all you have to do for you, huh? Yeah, this looks cool. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right away. It's an online action melee RPG. It looks cool. Um, different, you know, different art style. So we'll see how it is. Um, next up, Ark Survival Evolved. It's finally coming out of early access and is releasing on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Art, as a man or woman stranded naked, freezing, and starving on a mysterious island, you must hunt, harvest, craft items, grow crops, and build shelters to survive. Use skill and cunning to kill, tame, breed, and ride dinosaurs and primeval creatures living on Ark, and team up with hundreds of players or play locally. Uh, I, I, a buddy of mine has played the this game on early access, said it's super fun. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah. It sounds, it, it's, it, like, it's, it's like... Just here you're on like a deserted island with dinosaurs and Yeah. It has mixed <laughs> reviews on Steam, so I mean there are people that aren't aren't super excited for it, but uh I, I want to check it out at some point. I don't know when I'll get a chance to though. A game I am excited for, Everybody's Golf, coming out Tuesday, August 29th for PlayStation 4. You know what? I just I was just in the store, I saw it on the on the top shelf. Yes. I was like I was like, I was, I was like, it's out. No, it's not out. Yeah, they just they put, the, they put the case out there to mess with me. Yes. I was like, I was going to get this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's golf, what what used to be known as Hot Shots Golf here yes. in North America, the classic PlayStation golf franchise is back with its unique blend of deep golf mechanics and quirky visual style. This lets you, I mean, you could drive golf carts, you can play these random games, you can walk around. I mean, there's so much more to do in this game than just play golf. So I'm super excited to get into this one. I I can't wait. I hope it does well. I hope Sony brings more. Um, you know, they do more of these games because they're so good. Uh, next up, Hello Neighbor is coming to PC and Xbox One. Hello okay. Neighbor is a stealth horror game about sneaking into your neighbor's house and figuring out what he's hiding in the basement. <laughs> Play against an advanced AI that learns from your actions. This sounds fun. The, I played a game like that once. Yeah. Uh, the police showed up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the art style for this one, it looks like a cartoon. It shows like a guy holding a shovel, like kind of just staring at you. So, I mean... This looks cool. You're, you're solving puzzles. You're trying to navigate your way through your neighbor's house and figuring out that, what he's hiding. That, that's, so. that's all I needed to tell me. Yeah, this one looks cool. <laughs> uh, perhaps the biggest game of the week. Maybe not, but it might be. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Uh, this is coming Tuesday, August 29th. Obviously, this is the this is the story of an unexpected encounter between Mario and the irreverent Rabbids. To bring order back to a splintered mushroom kingdom, Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, and Yoshi team up with Rabbids heroes in a journey through four different worlds. Outwit unpredictable enemies in dynamic turn-based combat and co-op challenges and solve puzzles along the way. We already know we already know you and I are both picking this up, so Yes, yes we are. We're uh, gonna have so much fun with this. Uh yeah, it looks so I'm, good. I'm down. I just hope the co-op is online because uh, I would love, love, love the co-op this one with you. Hopefully. That would be fun. Um, next up, Abduction from the creators of Myst. A new sci-fi adventure um, from the creators of Myst, abducted far from across the universe. You find yourself on a broken alien landscape with odd pieces of Earth. Explore, uncover, solve, and find a way to make it home. Yes. I'm, I'm a Myst, I, I I'm a Myst fan. Are. I know you are. So <laughs> this, this is... Um, Myst Riven. Oh, man. Yeah. This is also playable in VR. So pretty cool. And it's going to be 30 bucks. Oh, so wow. That'd it's be cool. A, so it's not a full retail release. Um, but this one looks cool. Obviously, Myst was a great game. So this one's intriguing. I definitely want to pick this up at some point. Next up. Like I said, Tuesday, August 29th is huge. We're only yeah. in the next up. Pillars of Eternity, the complete edition, is releasing for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um 
Discover an epic RPG universe with memorable characters and exciting tactical real-time combat in the complete edition of Pillars of Eternity for PlayStation 4. This is the ultimate role-playing game experience. It's been on PC now for a while. It's finally coming to PS4 and Xbox One. If you are interested in these, like the you know the the RPGs where it's not first person, it's, not, it's like the, you know that the overlooking like, of the shoulder, like, three, like it's like three quarter view. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you know that style um, made famous, like the Bard's Tale uses that style. Um, Gauntlet. No, not Gauntlet. Um, Baldur's Gate used that style. Okay, okay, stuff, okay. Stuff like that. So things like that. This this is that type of game. Super fun. Very exciting game. With really good game. So check this one out when it comes to PS4 and Xbox One. ReCore, the definitive edition, is coming to PC and Xbox One on Tuesday, August 29th. This one was actually just announced at Microsoft's Gamescom conference. It's already coming out. Um, this is just a, a definitive edition of ReCore, which came out um, last year for the Xbox One and PC. It's made by a, a lot of the same team that did Metroid Prime, so oh, cool. but it wasn't as strong of a game clearly. So, but it has an intriguing uh, element, gameplay elements to it. It's worth a playthrough. Um, it looks cool, looks fun. So check it out. Um, next up, we have a Redout coming to PlayStation Four and Xbox One. This one, Redout, is a tribute to the old racing monsters such as F-Zero, Wipeout, Roll Cage, and P.O.D. It is designed to be an uncompressing, fast, tough, and satisfying driving experience soaked in that vertigo that stands at the core of the arcade racing genre. This game, I played it on PC, very, very fun. If you're a fan of Wipeout, if you're a fan of F-Zero, check this out. Check it out. Uh, a game we don't need to go over because we've talked about it a lot. Sonic Mania is releasing on PC August 29th. Uh, check out uh, the beginning of the episode if you want to hear more thoughts. Um, you know, Alfred Caro goes over a lot of his uh, you know opinions on it. Obviously, we know what Sonic Mania is. If you haven't bought it yet, please buy it. Support 2D Sonic. It's coming out August 29th on, t- on Steam and PC. Warriors All-Stars is coming to PlayStation 4 and PC on August 29th. Um, a game I'm, I'm very excited for. I love this I genre. Just, I just saw they, they announced uh, Ryu Hayabusa for the game yes. just recently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a battle of heroes where everyone is the lead. It's a Musou game like Dynasty Warriors, like Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. like Dragon Quest Heroes, like Fire Emblem Warriors. The, fir- the very first All-Stars title for Koei Tecmo, though. It, it features all of their main characters in a Musou. Pretty cool. For the first time in a Warriors series, flashy action combines both the traits of the original series and new exciting elements such as Musou Rush, opening scenarios and multiple endings. I'm down. I want to buy this game. I love this. I love this gameplay. I love the series. I love this genre. So I will be. I, there. Saw, I, saw, I saw the video on this one. It's it's good. Yeah, it looks great. Windjammers is coming to PlayStation Four and PlayStation Vita. Are you familiar with this one? No, I am not. Windjammers. This is um, it's a fast-paced sports arcade game released by, guess who? Back on the NES. Back on no no sorry back on the arcade back on Tecmo? the Neo Geo. No. Try again. SNK. SNK. Try again. Come on, it's easy. Yeah, to the game. Data East. No, I must say, no. <laughs> podcast over. Windjammers, Wind it was originally released by Data East, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so if you think like Rocket League or you think like, uh, you're not even paying attention. <laughs> Um, it, it has that style of Rocket League. It has that style of Disc Jam, which came out recently on PlayStation 4. It was a free PlayStation Plus game. Uh, it, it, you're throwing a Frisbee back and forth. You, you have uh, you know, your goalie standing there trying to protect the Frisbee from going into the goal. It's back and forth. Super fun. Very fast-paced. I played the beta when it came out. Uh, it's cool. It's fun, even though it's by Data East. Data East, I'm going to play... 
uh, 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 also frisbee my friends, you can go to hell. You can burn in the fires of hellfire. I hate you. I hate you. Tag team wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, our last Tuesday, August 29th release is Yakuza Kiwami, a game we have also been talking a lot about. It's finally coming out to PlayStation 4. Yakuza Kiwami is a full remake of the first Yakuza game on PlayStation 2. Again, if you want to hear our thoughts and opinions on it, check out the beginning of the episode. By the time you're hearing this, look up our review on leveldowngames.com. Check it out on YouTube. The full video, the full text review should be up. Uh, it'll give you a lot better idea of what the game is than the one I'm about to say. We have three more games this week. E7 is coming to PC on the 30th. This is a Wednesday release. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to start playing this one soon. Uh, E7 is... It says, experience the first modern era ease game now off the small screen for worldwide PC debut. Features a full party system, dozens of unique combat skills, and a massive overworld to explore. Uncover the secret of the five great dragons and help Adol Christian save the day once again. I love that he's always the main character, and I hope that that always it's, continues. He's, he's a seminal character now. Yeah, right he's, now, you know? he's, he's in E8, obviously. I've been, I'm playing that one, so hopefully I'll get to start E7 here soon. Um, haven't had a chance to yet, but I am super excited to get into it as soon as I had a chance. Uh, it, it looks great. Resident Evil Revelations is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the 31st. This is a Thursday release. Nice. Um, obviously, we know what Resident Evil Revelations is, but let me pull this up. Just give me a second. <laughs> Stars. <laughs> Resident Evil Revelations returns redefined for PC. Complete. Uh, yeah, this is, I'm reading the Steam the Steam version. So yeah, this is the one that came out on PC. Yeah. Uh, complete with high quality HD visuals, enhanced lighting effects, and an immersive sound experience. This latest version of Resident Evil Revelations will also deliver additional content, including a terrifying new enemy, extra difficulty mode, and more. So it's it's this it's that PC release being put on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, if you haven't played Resident Evil Revelations yet, it's pretty good and it's worth playing through. I think it was it was decent. It's not the best. It's not the best in the series, but especially it's not. if you've played Seven, because Seven is amazing. Um, but for what Revelations was, it was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then our last release for this week, Thursday, August 31st. A little game called Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 1. So you, like I said, so, you have until I, I, Thursday yeah, to I'll finish also, the original Life is Strange. I have until as long as I want. I don't need to play this day of, but I, yes, but I, want, but have, I want to. You have to. But I want to. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. The description for this one, Life is Strange Before the Storm, features Chloe Price, a 16-year-old rebel who forms an unlikely friendship with Rachel Amber, a beautiful and popular girl destined for success. When Rachel's world is turned upside down by a family secret, it takes their newfound alliance to give each other the strength to overcome their demons. Like I said, Life is Strange, when it was released, was my game of the year. I cannot wait for you to finish this game. I cannot wait to play the prequel, and I cannot wait to play the sequel when it comes out. Oh, hell yeah. Such a great game. I, if you have not played this yet, you absolutely owe it to yourself to experience this game. You have to. Don't be like Alfred Caro. Play today. <laughs> play today. Do not be like Alfred Caro. Um, but that's all I got for, for new releases for the week. Like I said, a jam-packed week. Tuesday's stacked. Yeah, Tuesday we, we very stacked. Yeah, we had a lot, huh? Yeah, Tuesday's <laughs> very stacked. But obviously, I think, like I said, either Mario plus Rabbids is going to be the best game of the week or Life is Strange. And I kind of like what we do on Game Oracles. I kind of want to pick which we think is going to be the best game of the week. I'm going with Life is Strange. I am 100% agreeance with you right yeah. there. Uh, I think even though even though Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is probably going to be better in terms of gameplay and like just you know stuff to do and it's going to be story story wise life is strange is going to blow everything out of the water um and and that's 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 our clearly our pick of the week absolutely um 
And I think that's going to about do it for this episode. I know it was kind of a long episode. We had a lot of news to get through, a lot of games to go over for the new releases, and then our SNES Classic uh, debacle. I wanted to talk about that extensively. Yeah. But is there anything that we didn't hit on that you think we should touch on? I think we covered absolutely everything and then some. Because right. we're the best. We there are is. The, the best there was. And the best. The best ever will be. Ever will be. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Max Level. If you enjoyed what we had to say, like and share this video and leave a comment down below if you're watching the video version of this podcast on YouTube. If you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. We we'll always take the bad feedback with the good feedback. We prefer the good. But we, we always want the we good. We prefer the good, <laughs> but we'll take the bad so we know what we can do better. After you're done, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us over on Twitter at OriginalLDG, and on Twitch.tv slash LevelDownGames for all of our live streams. If you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play and you haven't done so yet, remember to leave us a rating and a review. It greatly helps our visibility in those search engines. Doing all of those things or any combination of those things will ensure you never miss an episode of Max Level and will also allow you to catch the latest episodes of Game Oracles, what we talk about frequently here on Max Level. Game Oracles is our video game trailers focus show that uploads every Tuesday morning to YouTube. BG Mania, a video game music podcast that posts every Wednesday morning, and The Gorgeous Lads of Wrestling, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling that posts every Thursday morning. Plus, you'll be able to see all of our reviews. Um, all of our top 10 series every Friday morning, the unboxings we do, the Let's Plays, and so much more. Of course, all this content can also be found in our main home on the internet and hopefully yours as well. And if it's not, it should be leveldowngames.com. We appreciate all the support and every single like, subscriber, and follower that we have received. That's going to do it for this week. Until next time, we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Hey,